0: Hey everyone, and welcome to our Father's Day special, episode 22 of Points of Penalties. We'd like to remind you to please subscribe wherever you get your pods, and give us a like and follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at Points Penalties. My name is Josh, and with me are my co-hosts, Jesse, Peter, and Kevin. Jesse, what are you drinking tonight?
1: I'm drinking a beer called The Zodiac. It's got a bunch of weird little symbols with aliens and everything on it, and it's completely black. Which I thought was pretty cool. It's uh, it's brewed in Toronto and Stockholm, Sweden. I'm guessing this one's from uh Toronto, but it's uh, oh,
0: it's a guess.
1: Six point two, and and strong beer. Who's the it brewery? It's called Omnipola. Never. Om- Omnipola.
2: Have to check them out.
1: Anyways. Kevin, what are you drinking?
2: Well, nothing as strong as you, but uh, I can drink a little bit more of these than what you could if you're those strong beers. I'm having a PBR, which is a 4.9. I like them.
1: Still a bitch beer. I like
2: them. They're good. Pedro, Mr. Tiger Tiger Woods, y'all, what you got drinking?
3: Thanks, Kev. Uh, I am having a Wellington Special Pale Ale. It's uh, 4.5%. Won a couple of awards apparently in 2018. Gold and silver and something or other. Can't read it. Too small.
0: But it's pretty good.
1: Nice yeah, I, like, drinking
0: beer.
3: I like that one too. And Josh, what are you drinking?
0: All right. So I got a Brute IPA from Refined Fool Brewing Company out of Sarnia. It is called Zane Loss's Avocado Bag. It's got a bunch of avocados on it. The can's pink. It's 7.6%, so okay. not a bitch beer. Yeah. <laughs> Does it
3: and, taste like avocado?
0: No, but it tastes fucking really good. That's good. It tastes really good. Like A lot of times with these ones, I'm like, oh, what the fuck? And then you have four, four drinks, and it's all right. This one right off the hop is like, this is fucking good. So I'm enjoying this one so far. And actually, I know we just started, but we did a little pre-gaming, and I'm almost done this beer.
3: <laughs> <laughs> have you tried it with some guacamole?
0: I have not. But maybe uh, next time I uh, will get some guacamole and some chips and a little bit of Zane Loss's avocado bag, and we'll see how she goes. We'll see see if goes. that works. Yeah,
1: really, guacamole goes with pretty much any beer. Really, it's I just love gu- guacamole. <laughs> it's good on burgers a- too, man.
3: Oh yeah.
0: Well, that's our Mexican segment for today, <laughs> <laughs> Peter. What's going on in the NHL?
3: Yeah, so we're in the midst of round three, the Stanley Cup semi final. Golden Knights are down in the Habs. Habs lead two to one. And that is because in game three, there was a brutal giveaway by Flurry that led to the tying goal that forced overtime where the Habs won. And I just want to point out that they were, the Habs were down. Twenty-five to five at one point to start out this game,
1: in shots. In
3: shots. Yeah. shots. Wow! Yeah. So they were just getting dummied by the Golden Knights, but Price kept them in the game. A few lucky, downs, a flurry. A few unfortunate <laughs> situations, which we'll get into a, a little bit later. And there you go; they're down two to one. I still have the Golden Knights winning this series. Yeah. I don't think the Habs can continue to get as lucky as they have, but I've been proven wrong constantly. So going going on three <laughs> times now, so <laughs> who knows?
0: So I got a little little thing here. So it was a bunch of Canadians longest stretch without trailing in the playoffs. So this is obviously before they lost to the Golden Knights. But they the the time frame was four hundred and forty-seven minutes and eight seconds of not trailing in this playoff the longest stretch obviously they lost you know some games to the leafs or whatever but it was at the end of the leafs series to the the game against the knights where they lost that so that was the stretch so they have done this four other times not not, not quite that much but in 43 44 they did it for 365 minutes in change In 77 78 they had a stretch of 382 minutes and in 1959 to uh, 1960 they had a stretch of 488 minutes without trailing the result in all three of those uh seasons the montreal canadians won the stanley cup so this is their second longest in montreal canadian history at 447 or was sorry do you think uh, you just said that that they're they're gonna lose here to the knights i'm hoping they lose just because that was my pick but do either of the other two guys knowing that now do you think that they even have a chance
2: to win the Cup. I wanna just stay. I mean, with what T- Pedro also said too when Montreal and Toronto were facing, is that the team whoever came out on that win ended up winning that Stanley Cup. So fourteen out of fifteen times. I right. Think. Out of those when those two teams played, whoever won it yeah. ended up winning.
0: And sixty nine percent of the first team, <laughs> that's right. No, no, no. But I mean, but but the Habs yeah. won the first game, this, and, right? and and Little because
2: of what these series. like numbers and like stats and everything that's going on, oh man, my right nut just hurts like a mofo right now because I'm telling
0: you,
2: <laughs> they just might have a good chance of winning it. Well, it's. So, you think they do have a chance? Yes, sir. I mean, it's just like it's how they how would like they. Wear the same sock sometimes. I mean, it's that you know that ritual shit that just—I don't know. I just, I just mind-blowing upon the stats and numbers and shit in regards to it. That I just got to go roll with that man. Go with the stars, as everything aligns up, and fucking Montreal just might do it
1: again. Well, I said at the beginning of before the playoffs started that if Carey Price stands on his head, he can help carry the team, and I think he's done yep.
2: that. And and then some, I think.
1: Well, carrying the team is is that right? And I I kind of agree with you here, Kev. I I kind of want to see them win the cup. Oh, more or less, no, no. more or less, just because I want a Canadian team to finally win the cup.
0: No, might as well say you want Boston to win the fucking cup, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. Nah, man.
1: <laughs> I'm not a. I I Boston's always in the doghouse. I never want Boston to win.
3: So. Yeah, I definitely think they have a chance. Um, and it appears around every turn that the hockey gods are completely in their favor. But my, my brain still tells me that the skill of other teams will catch up to them at some point. Because I, I don't know. This team's an enigma to me. I don't know how they made it this far and are doing as well as they are. Maybe I'm you can just...
1: go, we can go over it again. How, nah,
3: no, thanks. no thanks, no <laughs> thanks, no thanks. <laughs> so yeah, we'll see what happens. I still have the nice win in the series, but Habs good, and then they're in, they're in, they're in the final. So the other round, Islanders Tampa. So the Islanders are a team I consider to be very much like Montreal in the way that they play, just a better version. Yeah, def,
1: a, definitely a better version.
3: <laughs> yeah, Maybe with not quite as good a goal
1: or, or as much luck.
3: Yeah, nah. maybe that's a better one, isn't it? So, yeah, they're tied with Tampa right now. I don't know if you guys caught last night's game. The Islanders went up 3 0 to start the game, and Tampa brought it back to within one in the third period. And they were on a power play with the, in the dying seconds of the third. And there was a huge chance for Ryan McDonough right in the slot with, I think there was like three seconds left in the game. He made a fantastic play to rama right around a defender and the goalie, slid it towards the open net, and in comes Ryan Pollock and makes a huge, I'm going to say it's the best shot block I have ever seen. Saved a goal right on the goal line. Less than three seconds left in the game. Got the team to win. It was incredible.
2: Played it all safe too, man. Did not put his hand or palm on the puck. It was like an open hand, kind of a push away. It was was really nice. I liked it too. It was amazing.
1: It was like a one-handed bump. So
2: that
3: was, yeah, that was really cool stuff to see. Major drama. Clearly, the hockey gods are on the Islanders side too.
2: Would be nice, wouldn't it? It's been a long uh, time since they've been there.
3: Yeah. And so I don't like the Islanders either. But anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but they're going to need luck to uh, to be able to win this series. I still have Tampa winning this one. Uh, Braden Point, who is all of five foot eight, by the way, is on a seven game goal scoring streak now in the playoffs. And he leads the playoffs with 12 goals. This kid is on fire. It's just unreal how consistently he's scoring and the size that he is and where he's scoring from. It always seems to be right in front of the net. He's just playing insane. And Nikita Kucherov has 24 points already after zero points on the year, by the way, in the regular season. Zero. Goose egg. <laughs> so I wonder. He's at 24 points. We're, we're about halfway, call it, through the third round if they go on and make it to the final and and play a six or seven game series in the finals do you think he can reach 40 points there's only two players ever that have scored more than 40 points in a playoff series or sorry in a playoff like a playoff in a year and you guys can guess who those two players are but it's it's not hard to guess
0: Gotta be the great one in Super Mario, right? You got it. I don't think. I think it's possible if it were to go seven ga- seven games. If the the current series goes seven games, it's definitely possible. But
2: I don't think he's going to get there.
1: Yeah, it's a. I think it's a hard no. I don't think he's gonna get there.
2: I agree. No hard no. Hard no for sure. I'm gonna go the soft
0: no. Soft <laughs> <a half> no. <laughs> yeah,
3: I could see him. I could see him getting real close especially if this series goes deep and well, this series has to go deep now. And if the finals go deep, he plays out of his mind, I could see it. but It's probably unlikely at this point.
0: So, Kujra has been playing well this playoff, and he also played well um, over the last playoff postseason in the NHL. And he is, now this was before, I believe, the last game. He was in the top well, there's only three other players that have done this, have scored more than 40 points over two NHL postseasons. seasons
2: Which are the two we Sorry, named?
0: sorry. Not points. Assists. My bad. Oh. Most assists over a span of two NHL postseasons. Sorry. So there's three other people and now Kucherov. So Kucherov has 44. Now, again, this was before the last game. And you, so you, the first there's seven. He's seventh on the list. So the first four, you can guess who that is, right? That's obviously Wayne. One, two, three, and four. He had 60 assists, 52 assists, 48 assists, and 48 assists, all in different seasons or over two, two over seasons. two over two postseasons. Over two postseasons. Number five, sorry, number six is right above Gujarab, and that's the other guy you'd think is Super Mario. He had 46. So the next guy, 47 assists over two post-seasons, who do you guys think it is? And this is one that you should fucking get. And I'll even give it the fucking year. 1993, 1994. Dougie! Dougie! <laughs> killer! <laughs> yeah, so Dougie sits fifth behind Wayne Gretzky over the course of 2 postseasons with assists with 47, Super Mario's 46, and then Kucherov is 44, but Cooch definitely has a chance to. He has a chance, a good chance to pull up to even, even the top, even Gretzky. He he could get another 16 assists in the next, uh, you know, series in a bit here, depending on how how deep it goes. He could actually top Gretzky on on this. I, I thought that was a pretty cool little stat there. And I and mean, I'm,
1: that's the same the di- distance that he's talking about with the points right now. Getting up to four, above 40, so he needs 16 points. So you're telling me he needs 16 six?
3: Yeah, it's not yeah, fair yeah. enough. Yeah.
0: Yeah, fair enough.
1: So I don't think he's going to get Gretzky on that one. No, me
0: neither. Yeah, you're probably right there. Yeah, I, gu- I guess I didn't my, do my fucking math. <laughs>
1: <laughs> too much sun today.
0: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> More like too many beers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Just a little extra little tidbit on Kucherov there. Yeah, that's
3: cool. Good stuff. Okay, let's move into some NHL awards. We talked about the nominees, the finalists last episode. There have been three major awards that are announced so far, which are the Selkie. So Alexander Barkov won the Selkie. And none of us had him winning it. We all had Spurgeon and Josh had Mark Stone.
0: That's defensive forward, right?
3: Defensive forward, yes.
0: So, we suck.
3: Next is the Jack Adams, which is Coach of the Year. So, Rod Brindamore won this, Coach of the Year. Josh, Jesse, congratulations. You were right on picking Rod the Bob. Me and Kev had Coach Q. And we were wrong. And the the lady, are those the
1: actual like rankings of it too that you put in there? No, like the voting's finished. No, okay,
3: I didn't put them in order, they're just there. And the lady Bing the winner is Jacob Slavin, which Kevin Pete had good on us. And Josh and Jesse both had Dawson Matthews. They were wrong.
1: That's a nothing award, though. I thought we talked about
3: (laughs) talking about this is a major award. <laughs> yeah
1: how do you get that
2: one
3: is it quite as pre- yeah you have to be the most gentlemanly player okay gotcha
2: i'm sorry so i'm sorry no talking I'm sorry shit for hitting you so hard today
3: <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. i think uh it often goes to forwards though yeah. so it it's it's nice to see or it's rare to see that a defenseman likes slavin
1: well, that Zero doesn't one. that mean he's a bad defenseman if he's not necessarily tall, he's apologizing just, afterwards. He's just a clean
3: defenseman.
1: <laughs> supposed to intimidate yeah. people.
3: Yeah, maybe he still does. Like what the award really is is guys that are good but don't take don't a, lot, take of a lot of penalties. Right. <laughs> That's what the award really comes after.
1: They're good at getting away with.
3: They're disciplined, <laughs> disciplined, and yeah, maybe good at hiding what they're when they're undisciplined. Moving on, Rod Brindamore re-signs on a three-year deal with Carolina. We were talking last episode about how we may be on the fence and to buckle your seatbelts on what's going to happen with his contract negotiation. And that was all for he Yeah, it was pretty fucking there.
0: calm, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. You
3: yeah, had to buckle your seatbelts for a slow drive into a parking spot. <laughs> 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 but at least we were safe. So, good to see Rod Brindamore re-sign and after actually just before winning coach of the year in the Jack Adams although I don't know if that was bad negotiating on his part <laughs> might have been better to wait a couple of days and win the award and maybe get a few more bucks but whatever
1: oh he signed before he got the award
3: yeah oh yeah he fucked up he
2: gone on there fucked up but <laughs>
3: nah it's before the award was announced he might have known that he was winning it. it and might have still used that anyway.
2: add, a,
1: add a couple more numbers on there <laughs>
3: <laughs> and the lease update: a couple, couple things to talk about with the Leafs. Uh, so Jason Spezza Resigns once again to the league minimum, and he was quoted afterwards as saying, "If I could take less, I would." Tom so, Brady effect, man. Yeah, great to have this guy on the team. All he wants to do is win. I don't know why he keeps coming to the Leafs if that's what he wants. Hometown. But hey, that's why. he's a glutton for punishment, maybe.
1: Well, that was the guy that I said that like I would one of the only guys I would take back kind of thing like that was Jason. And yeah, it's good to see he's gone back. I like I like watching him play.
3: For sure, he is probably, and I'm just saying this off the top of my head. I have no numbers to back it up. Challenge, so please don't challenge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he is probably one of, if not the best, value contracts in the NHL. Playing for league minimum, still putting up points. Yeah. Agreed,
0: and that's impossible to fucking challenge.
3: Well, I guess you could like take points and divide by salary
0: or whatever.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> I agree. I have no problem with this. He did play hard. He, like he said, he put up points and he played valuable minutes for the Leafs all year. And for sure. No, uh, no complaints. I didn't really like the original signing just because he was a senator, and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? But I'm over that, and i, I mean, <laughs> over. Yeah. Oh, I'm you're over. pretty
1: good. You're you're pretty good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All all right. Right. That was a good signing. Yeah, it was alright, right. especially
0: for the for the cost, right? So
2: yeah.
3: Yeah. no problems here. For sure. I remember decades ago, he was like one of my most hated players. In the of league. course. Yeah,
0: he yeah. yeah. was so fucking good.
2: Yeah, exactly. It would he always be him
0: that buries the fucking Leafs, and, yeah. and
2: Ottawa Ottawa held them for so long.
0: Well yeah. wouldn't
2: you? Yeah. No, no, no. Exactly. I mean in the miners. They didn't have him come up. Yeah. They held him back Holy for shit. so long. I don't know. Yeah.
0: No. He's he's a late bloomer, man.
2: <laughs> Maybe. So another player
3: the Leafs are trying to resign, Mr. Zachary Hyman. There are rumors floating around in the dark corners of the internet that he may end up signing for somewhere around six and a half million dollars AAV. Which is Steal. That's crazy. That's extremely rich. You're thinking with your NFL hat on. (laughs)
1: Oh, okay. (laughs) I I thought that would be cheap. I thought he was asking for like eight million
3: before. No, no way. But he's if he gets six and a half, that's a huge overpayment. Like he's Hmm. he's coming off a deal where he's making two point two five, I think. And he's probably I don't think he's gonna sign for six point five. I think that's rich but I think he probably is going to sign for somewhere starting with a fives. And I don't think it's going to be in Toronto. I think for it to be in Toronto, it would have to be like closer to the low fours for it to ever make any sense and probably with not too much term because he's 29 years old and he's got knee injury history and it's a great player for sure. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't, that much money long term on a guy entering his thirties with injury history to his knees.
1: Harsh. <laughs> <laughs> That's no, it, I'd be, I'd be, I'd, be the, I'd be the same way with like, like NFL players. Like you got knee issues. It's like, yeah, I'm not paying you that kind of money.
3: Yeah, it's a business with a hard cap. You gotta take care of the money. You can't uh, let your emotional attachments to player factor in.
1: Isn't that what the Leafs do? before well, yeah <laughs> <They> <laughs> held on to a few players that weren't really that good and old
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. what do you mean dude? I not think the david clarkson signing was great
1: and <laughs> <laughs> he have an injury past <laughs>
3: uh, i don't know i don't remember if he was in had an injury i thought, I, I thought he not. had one he might have been anyway like I said, I think they can only sign him for the low fours. I don't think he's going to take that little. I think he's
0: going to sign with the fives somewhere else. Well, who knows where he'll sign? Maybe it'll be in Utah? <laughs> no, probably not. That's basketball. It's Wrong basketball. sport. Wrong sport. All right. Sorry, guys. Let's jump into the NBA playoff update. The The old LA Clippers ended up coming back. Kawhilis to beat the Utah Jazz They ended up winning 4-2 in the series and move on to the Conference Finals. It is the Clippers' first trip to the Western Conference Final in 50 years. 50 years. Pretty uh, pretty crazy. That's a long time.
3: That's a long time.
0: (laughs) That's almost leafy. Yeah.
1: But they're going there, though.
0: But they are going there. (laughs) That's right. That's why I said almost. (laughs) So elsewhere in the West, Phoenix destroyed Denver. I had Denver as my pick, and I believe last week Denver was down 3-0, and they were playing just a couple hours after we recorded. They ended up losing, and Phoenix ended up busting out the brooms, and they swept Denver in four. Woof, woof. Wolf, for sure. Definitely. With the MVP on board and everything, definitely a wolf. Uh, in the east, we have uh, Philly and Atlanta. They play tonight, game seven. It is currently obviously tied 3-3. Philly! Go hot, Atlanta. Peter's got, got Philly left in our uh, little pool here. I agree, Jess. Go Atlanta. Atlanta. Why,
3: why? Who? Who else is left? Who else has, has teams left?
0: I'm uh, pretty sure it's just, just you. I, I
3: forget. I forget. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I just said that the Denver Nuggets got swept, and I'm about to tell you that Milwaukee beat the Brooklyn Nets in the seventh game, an epic seventh game last night. It was a pretty fucking wild game. So Milwaukee moves on. And they will face the winner of Philly Atlanta tonight. And it's gonna be Atlanta. Yes. Although yeah. although it would not be a bad fucking series to watch Giannis and Embiid go head to head, that would be all right. But we'll have to see. We'll see if Trey Young can uh
1: Yeah, pull some magic out, Trey. Yeah, I mean, he's
0: <laughs> he's been pretty fucking dominant lately, so so as I said, the East is, uh, is either Milwaukee or it is a Milwaukee versus either Philly or Atlanta. And in the West, we just talked about the Clippers and they are going to face the Phoenix Suns. Today was the first game of the series this Sunday and Phoenix ended up winning. So they are up 1-0. Now both Chris Paul of the Suns and Kawhi Leonard didn't play in game one. Chris Paul is in COVID protocol and Kawhi, uh, has been out for two games now with an ACL injury. Not too much word on how bad this ACL injury is. I think they're trying to keep it under under wraps for uh, for now, and we'll see if and when Kawhi can come back. Do you think that the Clip have a chance against the Suns without Kawhi? No, not without Kawhi or Paul George either. I don't like he's
1: how I, he's in protocol. Was he? Is it a contact or did he get positive?
0: No, Chris Paul from the Suns is in is in protocol. Oh, Paul George is fine.
1: He is fine. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: How could you confuse that, Jesse? Well, (laughs) yeah, yeah, for sure. (laughs) I went with last names on our little sheet here, and I could definitely see how you got that mixed up there. But, (laughs) but yeah, so Paul George is fine. It's Chris Paul that is in COVID protocol. So a superstar on either side uh, is out. Yeah, I think it's going to be pretty tough without Kawhi. He's obviously their best player of the Clippers, and if he is out indefinitely, I mean, we don't know at this point.
1: Well, they learned to play without him for the last two games, and they won a a playoff series against the best team in the the league.
0: Yeah, fair enough.
1: So it's, it's not like it's impossible, but it's unlikely. They need Kawhi for sure. I went looking. I just he just says in, out indefinitely, but they're not ruling out for the season yet. Right. So this kind of reminds me of the KD situation uh, against the Raptors in the in the NBA Finals. Yep. Uh, 2019, they put him in, and he ended up like rupturing his Achilles or something like that.
3: You could see it live. I remember it, it. It was gross. Did he did KD play at all that playoff before that though? I thought that he didn't.
1: No, he didn't. This is why I'm saying it's like the, kind of the same thing. That yeah. was the only game he played in, in that series.
3: Yeah. Well, I think in that playoff, like in that whole year. I could be wrong saying that, but like, I think he was a long time coming back from that injury and he probably rushed it back too quick. KD where Kawhi is a little bit. Uh, I, I think
1: you, I think you're right. I think he, he did it right before the playoff started and I think, don't remember what it, if it was his Achilles or if it was something else, but yeah, I don't think he played all. He might not have played all the playoffs. I can't remember though. But I just remember like the whole thing about him coming coming in because they were down against the Raptors and they brought him in and he what lasted a half. Yeah, I
0: remember that too. Yeah. pretty sure you're right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, who knows? I mean, like Kawhi is. Is he injury prone? I mean, I guess he kind of is. They have him, you know. A lot of times, especially since Toronto put him on the, uh, the not modified duty, but uh, the pitch count type thing, right? So,
1: well, he was injured during our playoffs a bit too, like he, but nothing as serious as this.
3: Right. Well, and I assume this is the same knee that cost him a season. Maybe it's
0: not, but I'm not 100% sure, but I wouldn't be surprised.
1: It's, yeah. it's they're not letting anything out. No. Like they're, they're, they're keeping it really tight-lipped right here.
0: It's like the NHL: it's a lower body injury. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, they actually say it's an ACL here. In his knee. I, I know. I, I think yeah. in the
0: NBA, they have to, but in the NHL, it's just a lower body injury, and you're good. That's all yeah. you need to say. It, so. That's
3: right. Unless it's an upper body injury, then it's an upper body injury. Well, yeah. <laughs>
0: Thanks, yeah. tips. <laughs> so
1: you can literally flip a coin on and guess the area where he could be hurt for yeah. sure, yeah. or the designation of where he could be hurt. Well, yeah. you might need and to get get and die because there's more than two <laughs> body parts below. <laughs> itself, but
0: <laughs> so, all right, Culver's finals, Phoenix clip. What you guys got?
3: I'm gonna say the clip because I think Kawhi comes back. Nice.
1: Yeah, I'm with Peter. I said that the Clippers were going to beat Utah as well a couple episodes ago, and I'm glad I got that one right. But I pretty much shit the bed on the rest of them so far, I think. I think I I even picked
2: Denver. What an (laughs) idiot. (laughs) Kev, what you got? I'll say the Clippers will do it even without the claw. So You guys suck.
0: All right, well, you guys are wrong for sure. (laughs) And I know it's hard to to say. Pete, I know you're going to say the Sixers, but Milwaukee versus the Sixers and or Atlanta. So, Pete, you're going with Sixers here? You think they're going to win game seven tonight and then beat Milwaukee in the uh, Eastern Conference final? Uh, Yes. Okay.
2: You guys?
1: Oh, Atlanta and then
2: Milwaukee. I got to go with Atlanta. And then and
0: then no and then
3: Milwaukee I guess too wow. i I love the Greek
0: freak yep. Yep. so those are yeah those are my picks too I think Atlanta's going to win and Milwaukee will take it uh, I think
1: a lot of it is we just don't want Peter to get any more points here
0: This is true, <laughs> this is true. <laughs> this Why this why would you not want me to get more points Because you're killing us son. Killing us. Oh, right, right. I forgot. Sure. I forgot. Okay, so carrying on here in the NBA. Back on week one, episode one, episode two, maybe, we had talked about LaMello Ball. Now, if you go back and you listen to episode one or episode two, whatever fucking episode it was in, because I can't remember if they all fucking melt together now, we had talked about LaMelo Ball. But you would never hear it because it was edited out. And we were talking about how... Uh, his father LeVar thought that he should be starting right away at the beginning of the year and I'm pretty sure I said to calm the fuck down this guy's a rookie he needs to know his role and so on and so forth well it turns out that maybe he should have been playing right off the hop starting because he has won the NBA rookie of the year so a third overall pick in 2020 by the Charlotte who Peter the Bobcats of course. the Bobcats <laughs> oh, okay okay. <laughs> So the Charlotte Hornets picked him third overall, and he has pretty much been as advertised 15.7 points per game, 5.9 rebounds, 6.1 assists, playing pretty well. Beat out uh, Anthony Edwards for the rookie of the year trophy. And it's just funny that in our, I'm pretty sure it was our first episode that, you know, we talked about him. And then we thought, as I was editing, I'm like, well, oh, this isn't fucking relevant. Who cares about this guy? <laughs> and then he turns out to be pretty fucking good.
1: So you so not only did you talk trash on him and then you decided to edit him out.
0: Yep. <laughs> and then he's the rookie of the year. Yeah. <laughs> So maybe I'll go back if I yeah. find quite, some. Quite, quite the time. mess. I'll go it's, back it's still I'll, in the archives. For sure, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll repost that segment. I'll post it up <laughs> so everybody can hear. Might take a while for me to find it, but and uh, you can see hear me chirping. Uh, it's more chirping his dad, LaVar, La not yeah. not Lamelo, but uh, but it's kind of funny that that he won Rookie of the Year there I congratulations to him. He well deserved for sure. He was he was great all year. And then talking about other great players all year, the NBA has released their all-NBA teams for second and third teams. Uh, first team starts out with Giannis Andetokounmpo, or however the fuck you say his last name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was a, a unanimous vote, which doesn't surprise me. Steph Curry made the first team. Luka Doncic, Nikola Jokic, obviously not surprising. And ex-Raptor Kawhi Leonard made the first team.
3: Yeah, it's a solid team.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's gonna win a lot of games. That team right there, for sure. And hey, actually,
1: MVPs are in there.
0: Yeah, for sure. And and a, not a lot of those uh, four. I think Luca is the only one that hasn't won one. Lost my train of thought. Anyway, second team: <laughs> <laughs> Joel Embiid, LeBron, Bitch James, Damian Lillard, Chris Paul, and uh, Randall from the Knicks. They have made the second team and LeBron has now has the most all NBA selections in NBA history. So a little testament to him for being <laughs> solid for his entire career. Uh, you couldn't see what Kev just did there. He clearly does not give a fuck and is not impressed by this LeBron. Bitch. <laughs> history making stat. Yeah, I agree, Kev. He's a bitch, man does nothing but complain, but he's fucking solid, solid player. Yeah, bitch or not, I think
1: he, I think he's a little bit better than solid.
0: <laughs> I like, said solid, solid. <laughs>
1: so we're like super, super solid, solid.
0: <laughs> and third team All NBA, which nobody really gives a fuck about: Bradley Beal, uh, Butler, Paul George, Rudy Gobert, and Kyrie Irving from the Nets. So. Pretty good, like you said. The uh, the first team there would win a lot of fucking games, a lot of games. So with the second and third. Yeah, yeah, for sure, but not quite as many as the first. Right. And and just like I said, there's four four MVPs there. I'm yeah, pretty sure Luke. Luke Luke is the only one that hasn't won one. Yes, Leonard an MVP. Yeah, man. When. Uh, when he played with the Spurs. Mm. Before the
3: knee.
0: Before the knee. Mm. I I did
1: I I thought he was, I didn't know for sure. I, I know he, he was
3: I thought he was defensive player of the year. He was definitely he
1: de- defensive player of the year. I know I know that one for sure. But I don't I, I thought he was
3: I'm gonna throw a challenge out there just for fun. I don't think Leonard was an MVP. I think I'm he what? was defensive player of the year, not
2: MVP, just for fun. Hmm. Why not? Yeah, it's not like you don't All have right. points to give away. That's right. I got a good
0: buffer. <laughs> I don't even fucking know, really. Like, I know he won, like, finals MVP for sure. Twice. That's uh, not what we're talking about. I know. About. I hope I'm right.
2: <laughs>
0: I hope I'm right.
2: I have a song in my head, but I don't want to start doing it because, you know... What is it like, Jeffrey? Yeah, bud.
0: <laughs>
2: I don't
3: see his name. No? Fuck. Go- going backwards from 2021... You got Jokic, Tanekupo, Tanekupo, Harden, Westbrook, Curry, Curry, Durant, James, James, Rose, James, James, Bryant, Nowitzki, Nash, Nash, Garnett, Duncan, Duncan, and then you're at
2: 2001.
0: Interesting. (laughs) Well, fuck you again, (laughs) dude.
3: Love you too, Josh.
0: (laughs) No, no, I said fuck you. (laughs) uh...
3: (laughs) <laughs> must, must be these ear, uh, these headphones.
0: Yeah, I, is my connection good? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs>
3: connection is
0: great. <laughs> anyway, um, we got one more topic on the O NBA, and we're going to get to that in just a couple seconds. This week's Points and Penalties MVP is brought to you by MVP Brewing Company. Try The Game Changer.
3: Our MVP segment is sponsored by MVP Brewing. MVP's kickback program is to give every child a chance to be the best MVP they can be. MVP Brewing wants to make all sports more accessible and affordable by donating 5% of all sales towards community kids sports organizations. It's a great initiative and we're glad to have them as our sponsor cheers boys cheers so the mvp for this week episode 22 father's day special anybody know if this guy has any kids probably (laughs) our mvp of this week (laughs) is kevin durant he's playing on fire right now not anymore because he just got eliminated was but he was uh game six He was the only player in NBA playoff history to score 45-plus points, 15-plus rebounds, 10-plus assists in one game. He had 49, 17, and 10. And the following game, Game 7, he had 48 points, 9 rebounds, and 6 assists. Most points ever in a Game 7. Playing out of his mind. Couldn't, wasn't enough to win the series. He's the first player since 2018 to play every minute of a playoff game prior to Game 6 eight minutes on the bench in the game six loss and he averaged 34
0: points and shot 51% from the fields in this playoffs. He played every minute of game seven as well, including the overtime. Like he didn't, didn't sit at all. Like this guy has been lights. Falling they out. rode him like a horse and he contributed as much
3: as he, as much as anyone could ask for.
2: Missed out by Antonio.
1: Yeah. Help him out there. Cause that's, those are incredible numbers right there. But for having a superstar team, I, I believe Irving was out, but Harden was back.
0: He played every minute as well in game 7, but didn't didn't put up a whole fuck of a lot of points, didn't do no. much help. It
1: makes you wonder if he was still injured a little bit.
0: Oh, I'm sure he was. I'm sure he wasn't 100%. I mean, most guys aren't 100% at this point of the season anyway, but I would think that uh, that Harden was probably less than less than less than 100%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Disappointing that he lost both those games with those numbers though.
0: Let's
3: talk about a team with a future MVP, but it's playing like shit right now. Josh, how about that Blue Jays?
0: Well, we hope we hope that uh, Vlad can become the MVP of the MLB this season. He's got some stiff competition with Shohei. Shohei's still playing well. The Jays aren't. So <laughs>
1: same thing that Duran has.
3: I guarantee you, though, even if it's not this year, Guerrero wins an MVP in his career.
0: Hot take. Write that shit down. Hundred percent. Take that to the bank. So the Jays did shit the bed this week. They started off with one game on Monday versus Boston, which was the end of the uh, previous series. Three to the Yanks, and then three on against Bo- uh, Baltimore, excuse me. So they were two and five this week. They did lose to Boston. They lost all three to the Yankees, which was good for my, uh, for my championship pick, but not so good for the Jays, which I'd prefer the Jays to fucking win anyway.
1: Ooh.
0: And they did win two against Baltimore, winning that series, but not shit hot at all.
1: Baltimore sucks, though.
0: Yeah, they should have <laughs> won three against Baltimore. You got to win a couple, one at least against the Yanks. And, you know, that one against Boston, I think if they would have won, they would have split the series. So that would have been nice. But uh, evidently, that didn't fucking happen. So the Jays are currently 500, fourth in the AL East, seven and a half games back of Boston, who has overtaken Tampa. Uh, Tampa, I believe last last week was in first, and they're kind of battling back and forth, back and forth. Seems like it's a two horse race in the AL East at this point.
1: Yeah, it's only half a game difference today.
0: So it's definitely just those two, and then uh, the next grouping is the old the old Yanks and and uh, Jays who are going to be fighting for a wild card at this point. So prior to Saturday's win versus Baltimore, the Jays had lost five games straight. Not uh, not good. Not too shit hot not good not good yeah
1: and that new york series is fucking embarrassing
0: yeah it wasn't good at all man
1: i think it was tuesday night where vladdy let let off against chapman who's like one of the best closers in the game and he hit a single into right field and then tay oscar the guy i chirp all the time ended up doubling so they got they had guys on third and fucking second with none out what happened next and they couldn't get a fucking run god <laughs> Gritchik struck out, and then a crazy play. Wasn't
0: that the triple play though? No, no,
1: no, no. That was the next. That was the next day.
0: No, this is a shitty play by by Guerrero. He's talking about.
1: Yeah. So I can't remember who was the one that hit it. I don't think it was Gr- Guerrero, but anyways, it went right back to the pitcher, and Guerrero took off from third to try and get home. Chapman got it, threw it to fucking home plate, and then Vladdy got caught in the middle. Ran back to third and got tagged out. It was a close play.
2: It was close. I thought he was safe by looking at it, but it was close.
1: Well, he was called out on the field. There wasn't much evidence to overturn it. Yeah. Kind of thing like that. So, And we all know how that is, right? So he got called out. And then Gurriel came up and the ump got smoked in the face by a 102-mile-per-hour pitch.
0: <laughs> and they, yeah. Didn't they call it a foul ball? They all called right. it a foul
1: ball, but he never even touched it. And Teoscar came around from second to score, but because it's non-reviewable, it's a non-reviewable play. And the guy and the ump got was a little dazed because confused because Sanchez doesn't know how to catch a goddamn ball. (laughs) Smoked him right in the face. But like like I was saying, like Chapman was throwing hard, and he's a really good reliever. It was it was embarrassing. And anyways, I believe Laurie Guriel got out somehow. I can't quite remember.
0: That whole play though is on Vlad. You gotta wait until the ball goes through before you take off from third, unless you're on a fucking squeeze play, and they weren't. You gotta let it go through. And even if you do get in a pickle, you can't get out at third. You have to get out at home so that the guy can move up from second. Now it wouldn't have made a difference in the long run, but. It, you know, you never know. Maybe it fucks Chapman up a little more. and Vlad was already at third, so probably isn't going to fuck him up at all. But in my opinion, he needed to go home in order to get out. You can't go back to third at that point. I realize you're you're running back and forth, but you need to make the decision. I'm fucked. I'm out. I gotta go home and get as close to the plate as I can so that Tay Oscar can take third and maybe they still would have had a chance to tie it.
1: Well, you have you have uh, Sanchez back there, and he couldn't catch a ball before, so he might have dropped that one too.
0: Right. So that's exactly. <laughs> so that's why you gotta test it at home. As opposed to going back to third and
1: especially with his wheels.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, go getting in a rundown. Just take your fucking chances going home. And if you get out, you get out. But at least that guy can move up. But
1: I agree. Um, it was a it was a it was a dumb play, and I think Guriel ended up flying out. So or uh, line uh, line out it was in a the outfield. Yep. And uh, he could have gotten it. Like, even then, he could have probably still gotten home at that. It would have been easier than what he was trying to do, at least. And just one more thing on Chapman after in the Yankees. He ended up throwing the fastest pitch so far this season at like 103.4 miles per hour.
0: Yeah, I was going to say 103 and a half, so close enough. Pretty wild that he can throw that. Especially, what is he, 30-plus, right?
1: Yeah, but he's been in great shape. Apparently, this season, he, he was dominating the season. He didn't allow a run until the week before, like any runs throughout the whole season. And he had, uh, I think he had two blown saves for me, which sucked because he's on my fantasy team, but... <laughs> So it was good again, it was good for the fantasy team, but it was it was I still was cheering for the, the Jays at that point because I think I had the win locked up.
2: Wouldn't I say when you're in your thirties, it's especially your prime in like these major kind of sports, like hockey, football, baseball? No,
0: man. No. I
1: would say it's like between twenty five and
2: thirty. Yeah, I'd say twenty three, yeah.
0: twenty eight type yeah, yeah, thing yeah. is your prime for most. All right, so we'll get back to the Yankees in just a sec, but carrying on with the Blue Jays here. They have lost an M- MLB worst 10 games when leading in the 7th inning or later, and that is unacceptable. I know the pitching has been bad and the bullpen has been even worse, but Except for jo-
1: Jordan Romano, he's still been he's been killing it,
0: fair enough. Uh but it just can't happen. You you can't have that many games losing that many games when you're leading after 7. Like that's that's brutal, man, especially because these guys in the seventh, eighth, the ninth are supposed to be shutdown guys. Now, do they have three shutdown guys for seven, eight, nine? No, obviously not, because we don't have much of a bullpen. Everybody's fucking hurt, and anybody that is in there, aside from Romano, isn't pitching great. Dolis just he, he had to walk off the mound the other night. So, and I haven't heard exactly what his potential injury is, if anything. But he was not. Uh,
1: He's been shit too, though. He has
0: been. You know these are these guys that nobody's doing what they need to be doing, and and this obviously this MLB worst ten games shows that the bullpen is shit, like we've been talking about for the last few weeks.
1: I agree that it's been it's been garbage for sure. Obviously, they've lost ten games after the seventh inning, but they still have that offense. Like they should be killing these guys. I, I think at least later in the in the innings or in the late innings.
0: I mean, you'd hope, but evidently this uh, hasn't happened. I mean, 10 times versus that they're out of the 35. They have 35 wins and 35 losses. So, but uh, it's it's tough. It's tough. I understand that, uh, you know, it's the MLB and you uh, got good teams you're, you're against pretty much every week, every, every night. To me, it's just unacceptable. And there's not much they can do about it. That's kind of the problem. There's not much they can do about it.
1: Well, like I've been looking here and they're like five and nine in one run games, which is not good, obviously, for a playoff team to begin with. And their expected record should be thirty-nine and one, not five hundred. They should be past the Yankees at this point and closer to that wild card spot. But because they got a huge differential here at forty plus forty-three, like when they beat people, they beat them hard. But they're not they're not getting those close games, which will probably come with more experience because it's still a super young team and not as many base running errors.
0: Well, hopefully, we'll get some uh, relief in the next week or two. Hopefully. Sounds like George Springer could actually be coming back and could be activated off the IL as early as Tuesday. Now, last week I had said that Springer could start a rehab assignment as early as the previous last Tuesday. Uh, he ended up starting on Monday. So he has just about had a week now of rehab. Now he took Friday off and then played Saturday, Sunday, the Bisons. The Jays are off tomorrow, so that uh, being Monday. And like I said, he could be activated for Tuesday. My guess is that he doesn't get activated for Tuesday. Uh, sh- sure would be cool, but I can't take the chance on my fantasy team. He's going to be riding the pine.
1: I was going to say, are you going to start him?
0: No, he's riding the pine. I can't. And I mean, unless, unless they come out and say like tonight or first thing in the morning that he's playing, but they won't do that. So he'll probably be riding the pine for me one more time. And the bullpen could get a little bit of help with uh, Thomas Hatch. He's been out for quite a while and he could return soon with an elbow. They have not really given a timeline for him, but he has been throwing and it's, it's looking good. He's moving on up and hopefully he can get back into the pros so that uh, he can help out this half-ass bullpen of the Jays have right now. And I'm not sure it was, it was Thursday night, Thursday night. Uh, the Jays hit into a rare one three six two five six. Triple play versus the New York Yankees. Pitcher, first, shortstop. Catcher, third, shortstop, triple play.
3: I just can't believe this didn't make a penalty box.
0: <laughs> I mean, this is like penalty box number yeah. two for all of us, I'm sure.
1: <laughs> uh, it was pretty embarrassing to watch that. That was terrible base running again. Oh, my
3: God. Do you do you think it was worse on uh, Semyon or Bichette? Bichette. Oh, see, I think Simeon. But you, you boys know baseball a little
2: better than I do.
1: Bichette was a pretty much at third. I would have just fucking sat there and gotten Simeon out.
2: Yeah, get the guy running from second to third. I, either way, every <laughs> <working for Nick. laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <But no. laughs>
1: Bichette was like running in between because he was trying to get Simeon safe, and he was caught in the pickle. But like at that point, you're just trying to save yourself,
0: and it was
1: it was bad.
2: It was bad. It was bad.
1: That was another one where he was almost safe too. Yep. True facts.
0: So I'm pretty sure that this was the first triple play in this order in MLB history. Yeah, you're right. Like, that's that's just fucked. (laughs) I mean, getting a triple play is is phenomenal when you do it. You know, even if it is the Yankees like and against the Jays. It's a crazy feat. It doesn't happen that often. Except
1: for this year. With the no-
0: (laughs) Except for this year.
1: The no-hitters as well.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But to have six defensive players touch the ball to get three outs, it's crazy. It's crazy. I I wish that I was talking about this against some other team, not the Jays. (laughs) But, But no, not so much. Not so much. The Jays hit into this brutal, brutal triple play. So this triple play that the Yanks got against the Jays here was their second for the Yankees, which is the first time in Yankees history that they've turned two triple plays in a season. Just that in itself is pretty crazy. I would have thought that they would have done that many times, but only the the first time for two triple plays in a season for the Yanks. And that's, that's pretty wild.
1: Well... They had roids back then, but I don't know. People must be smoking dope at this point for doing this <laughs> shit. Like, it, it's, it's. there was such bad base running.
0: Well, for sure. But, I mean, we're talking about 100 yeah. years of baseball, and this has never been done twice in a season by the Yankees until this year?
1: I guess because they're so polarizing and everything like that. But I think a lot of other people try and play up to their level because they've always been pretty good. They're a little bit more focused when they play the Yankees. Yep. Except for these guys. Yeah.
0: <laughs> So that was on Thursday when they uh, they turned this triple play on the Jays. And then on Sunday, not too long ago, actually, the Yanks turned another triple play versus the Athletics. Come on. They did. This one was a little bit more conventional. It was a 5-4-3 walk-off, which was pretty crazy to be a walk-off triple play. You're, you know, you don't see that too often. But now that the Yanks have three triple plays this season, they have tied the MLB record for triple plays in a season with that three.
1: And there's a lot to go. Yeah. Lots of time. We're not even halfway
0: yet. Yeah. Right. Nope. Nope. 10 games or so. 10, 12, 11 games.
1: Usually like the all-star break is like the halfway point or just after the halfway point. Pretty much. Yep.
0: Pretty wild that uh, all of a sudden they're, you know, the Yanks are able to turn these triple plays. I don't think, especially right now, they're not touted to be a super defensive team. They're, they would definitely, if you were to look at their, their uh, team that you would think that they're more of an offensive team, but uh I guess some shitty base running. And (laughs) in the case of Oakland, it was a timely, it was, you know, it was just a, it was a ground ball, to third base, touch the bag, you know, back. There was a
1: lot of slow runners on that one. I saw like that one. Yeah. That shouldn't have gone around the horn. I think, I think, I think it it wasn't like, like usually when you definitely do that triple play, like he's like, like right standing on the right beside the bag, but he even took a couple steps towards the bag. Got it. Went to second, which that guy should have been safe for sure. And definitely first base should have been safe. Like, there's a lot of slow runners there. Or not hustling. Or you could, yeah, maybe give them shit for the effort.
0: Fucking slack ass.
1: So I, I think the Yanks are getting kind of lucky on these triple plays. I, didn't, I don't remember seeing the first one, but I, but that one, the Jays being – I guess they're not, they're not being lucky. They're just – they're playing fundamental baseball and no one else is.
0: Right place at the right time. <laughs>
3: that's right.
0: So are they going to break the record? Man, that's a tough one. That
2: is a tough one.
3: Over half a season left. They got three so far in not even half a season. They got a whole back half of the season to just get one
2: more. I know what? I'm going to say they do. I do. I say they do. I say at least they pull off one more before the uh, playoffs.
1: I'm going to say no just because this is ridiculous, and I think a lot of pe- more people after seeing this week of baseball, they're going to get on people and not be so stupid. But
3: They got two in a week.
1: I know. I know.
3: You don't think they can get one and a half? <laughs>
1: A half season of baseball. <laughs> well, you, and the thing too is, is come September, they, that's when they do all the, like the call ups and stuff like that too. So you get a bunch of dumb rookies too, and they'll probably be trying to be aggressive, trying to take some on the on the base pads. So it, it, it's entirely possible. But I'm just gonna say no.
0: I'm gonna say no as well, Jess. I just I think it's this kind of an anomaly that, that they've uh, they've done so well with the triple plays, and I don't think it's gonna happen
2: anymore. I do. I say they do it. I mean, for sure, for sure, they at least do one more.
1: I kind of want to see it, but I don't because it's the Yankees.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, another team that has broken a record in the MLB is the Arizona Diamondbacks. Although this record is not a good one to be breaking. They have lost an MLB record, 23 road games in a row, 23 consecutive road games. That is
2: horrible. Their (laughs) record is God awful. You know, it's like 30-some-odd games back or something like that.
0: 30-some-odd games? It can't be that many already. Fuck, I should challenge you, bud. Go for it. I'm going to. I don't know what it is. You got to throw up something. Okay, so they're not 30, so I'm going to say... Fuck, do I have to give an actual number here? Because I'm probably going to be wrong. I'm going to say they are 15 games or less back in their division. That's not a number. <laughs> it's just
1: <get> conditional. <laughs> <laughs> They're they're twenty-six five back in their
3: division.
0: Well, that's in between. <laughs> they're that bad. Holy Christ. No, I'm wrong because I said fifteen or less back, so I'm wrong. But Kevin's wrong too. So, right.
1: so Peter just extends his first to fourth or first to last. Hey, Jesse,
3: it helps you too, all right? It helps you more than it helps me, because I got the second the back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> For now.
1: It's just win or done kind of thing like that.
0: Son of a bitch, 20 wins. That's like sausage baseball right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck. So, yeah, horrible, horrible record to own, but uh, the D-backs do own that, and they'll have to get their shit together.
1: One other thing I just want to say is they're at a negative 107 runs. Yeah, run differential. Like It's, it's horrible. Yeah, they
0: have a streak of losing 17 in a row. So that's pretty fucking bad,
1: and they've had it. They've had a few chances too, with like late in the game, and their relievers are just
3: god awful. I guess if it's seventeen in a row, they, they answer my own question. But have they won
0: an away this game season? I don't know. That would be a. We'd have to look back, look through everything to find that out. But they probably have. Yeah, they probably. probably.
1: Have. You would probably think so.
0: All right, guys, last thing in the MLB. We touched on it last week a little bit. Uh, Jesse, you were talking about Garrett Cole and his interview when the uh, the media asked him about spider tack and if he uses it and uh, you know, any other foreign substances. He kind of stumbled and wasn't sure what the fuck to say.
2: <laughs> I don't know what to Basically, tell you. Basically,
0: that means that he did use it or does use it, but he won't be uh, as of tomorrow because as of tomorrow the 21st of june enforcement will start on the new foreign substances rule which is you can't use any foreign substances which should have been and i'm not sure why it wasn't a rule this whole time or it just wasn't being enforced it wasn't being followed it so was now they're gonna give a 10-day suspension yeah with pay with pay so like you can't play but we're still gonna give you a million bucks <laughs> if you're caught with using a foreign substance like the spider tack or like the sunscreen and rosin mix that uh, some of the pitchers use among other things of course Uh, this is just crazy that it's been a rule that you can't use this stuff but it has never been enforced. and even garrett cole last last week jesse you said that he had said that it's been handed down the pitchers before me the generation before me showed me this and, you know, I did it and I pass it down to the next generation it was like, well, it's still cheating. <laughs> like, I don't care if it's been a generational thing. It's a, it's been a generational cheat for years and years on end. And at some point it needs to change. They've given you a lighter ball to make it easier to get a faster spin rate and more velocity. And they, but yet you're still using these foreign substances to increase, uh,
2: you know, at least your spin rate. Do you think that this has to do with a lot of those no-hitters mm-hmm. so far?
0: I don't think the spider attack does. I think the ball does. I guess the spider attack comes in. It's kind of one-on-one, one, but...
1: It definitely helps. I, I think they, they want more offense to begin with because, like, it was an explosion in 2019 of all the home runs and everything like that. They I guess they had a lot more viewership, but why would you go... In 2020, they had, like, I think it was a, the same kind of ball or whatever but why would you go away to get a lighter ball that you can throw faster with and spin quicker and now you like you said kev there's less there's more no hitters and everything like that but it i i agree like it, they need to pick and choose what they want to do here like stop changing the ball if you want all these home runs sure go ahead give it to them but don't change the ball just keep the ball the same more or less like why i don't get what the changing of it every year has to do with this
0: well it definitely shouldn't be every year I- Sure, there's a ton of games throughout the, the course of the season with, you know, all the teams and whatnot, but leave it for a couple years and see if, if some of these changes are and how much they're affecting the stats. Let the, let the ball stay for three years and then say, hey, you know what? Where was way too many home runs? Or, you know, we still didn't increase the home runs enough or whatever the MLB is looking for in terms of stats. But I'm glad that they're going to start enforcing this uh, foreign substance thing. You know, they did it here and there, but only with guys like Pineda who had pine tar on his neck and shit like that, right? <laughs> of course. Of course it was.
1: It was super obvious, too. The sunscreen and rosin, like, I think that's a that's a dumb one. I don't know how how much the or the difference between the spider tack and the uh, sunscreen and rosin will give you for a grip, but it just seems silly to try and to get rid of this because everyone wears sunscreen and if it gets on a little hand, like, I don't know how you how do you avoid that? Like it gets, it can get pretty difficult. You, get, you have to get the spray on. Someone's got to spray it on you and, and you got to wear gloves. Like
3: it's got to be spray on and rosin mixed together. Like you can have sunscreen.
0: Yeah. 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 They're not going to be lobsters out there. I <laughs> know sunscreen.
1: No, I know. But like you can't put, <laughs> you, you can't put it on yourself pretty much because it gets on your hands and then you're touching the rosin bag.
3: I don't know if they're going to be that strict about it. That one will be
0: tough to prove for sure. Because
3: I guarantee you the punishment really doesn't seem that much. I guarantee you, they're just going to find a way to hide it better. And it's going to carry on. Probably two.
1: That's guaranteed one start that you're going to miss in that 10 game suspension.
2: Probably probably two.
1: Probably two.
2: What they're going to do is they're going to stick like jalapeno stuff up their nose just so you get it runny, get some little snot on that fucker. <laughs> I don't think snot is going to help you, man. It's not slick like yeah but if you if you rub it a bit more man it doesn't thicken up doesn't it not get tacky speaking
3: from experience
2: <laughs> i farmer bloat sometimes it got snot on my hands and they just kind of flick it off and it won't go anywhere.
3: <laughs>
2: you're a
0: dirty fuck man
3: <laughs> uh, fuck. maybe you just gotta have the right
0: snots coming maybe maybe it knows? does anybody put snot on their fingers to throw a football jazz
1: I wouldn't be catching that ball. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> like they usually like lick their fingers, the quarterback or whatever. I think actually they couldn't, I don't think they could do it last year because of COVID.
2: They weren't allowed to. I bet you that wasn't enforced. Now because of this, you know, spider tack and the rosin and the sunscreen, now is blaming a bunch of injuries. About him not being able to use it because he said he didn't. He didn't use it for a full complete game. He said that he had to hold the ball differently, felt muscles where he didn't have muscles before. He said he was blaming the MLB. I'm
1: going to play devil's advocate here because, like, everyone's going to say, like, suck it up, don't cheat. But you can have make a point here that throwing at different arm angles because you're used to throwing it with that spider tack or whatever mixture you have on there, you got to change your arm angle that a muscle is not used to at that point because you're worried about where the spin's going to go.
3: So, you're saying that because you've been cheating your whole career and no one has bothered to enforce it, now that they're going to enforce your cheating, it's going to negatively impact your health or your game?
2: That's what he's saying. Definitely saying. Which is it's harsh. Well, that's and what, what he's saying. Don't fucking cheat, <laughs> goof.
3: <laughs> exactly.
1: MLB has been always doing that. Look at the steroid era. they Listen, looked the other way forever and, and they just started doing it.
3: I was using steroids my whole career and you made me stop and then I couldn't hit the ball anymore. Jose
2: can What the fuck,
3: MLB? Yeah, what the fuck, fault. MLB? It's
0: your fault, MLB.
2: Yeah. Mark McGuire, Sosa.
0: Yeah, it's a tough one. Like, you know, if you're using that.
1: I'm with you guys. I don't don't agree that like if you throw a different arm angle, like you got to maybe not throw as hard, but do it to the point where you're still throwing the same. And if it is going off track or if you're beating guys, then, you know, not to do it this time and sure up your arm so that you can do it at that correct angle.
0: Well, and how many of these guys made at least a professional roster, whether it be double A, even single A without the help of this shit? So go back to what you did before you started, you know, quote unquote cheating.
3: Exactly.
1: Okay. But how do you know it wasn't down in the minor leagues?
0: I, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that I'm going to say until at least you get to the professional level, there probably isn't a spider attack. And you probably don't use it when you're playing in college, but maybe you do. I don't know.
1: I, I think they would, they'd be better in college because they're really big on the anti-doping there and, and, making sure everyone – it's it's a little bit more fair play kind of thing like that. So I could see college, but minor leagues, meh. I could see them maybe. saying, like, this will give you more of a grip.
2: Yeah, they're cheating. They got to cheat before they get up to the majors because they know they got to do it. Yeah. But further to that, I
3: guarantee you there's pitchers out there that don't use this
2: stuff. 100% too. Yeah.
3: 100%. Those guys who have gone their whole career without using this stuff, playing the game the right way, maybe are not – viewed as good as they probably are
0: because they're not yeah. using the stop. Yeah, maybe now they're elite exactly. because the other pictures are gonna drop exactly. off a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, so good I, point. I don't mind That's this okay. at all.
1: Oh no, I don't I'm I'm glad they finally figured this out kind of thing like that. Cause like
3: though the penalty
1: when one people are doing it, the other people aren't doing it. Like exactly. how is that fair?
0: The penalty still seems really light, but whatever. For sure <laughs> it is. Ten 10 days, but you still get your yeah. million bucks. <laughs>
1: The one guy that doesn't think it's uh, very light is Carlos Rodon, because he's upset about getting a 10-game suspension for for using the, the spider tack or whatever.
3: 10-day. Ten 10-day ten suspension, not 10-game. Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: Well, he says game here, so I'm, I'm reading his quote, so his quote is incorrect.
3: <laughs> Are we sure it's 10-day, not 10 game?
1: <laughs> Oh, yeah, I guess <laughs> it could be. So he says, but you didn't give Astros any suspensions at all for the trash cans.
2: Good point, bud. Because that's some bullshit. Yep.
1: So he's he's upset about that. I it doesn't really say if he uses it or not, but he kind of points it in the direction. Because he's or he's just throwing it back at Rob Manford, saying like like what the fuck? Like you're allowing the Asterix to win a World Series, but by cheating. Yeah, I think he's more pissed that he didn't go after the Astros as a team, and he's going after the players now.
0: The thing with that is. You still got to hit the ball, whether you're cheating, whether you know, it's a fastball coming or a curveball, or whatever, you still got to hit the fucking thing.
1: But that's a, that's a, that's a huge, that helps you with the knowledge right 100% there. 100% it there. does. 100%. Cause
0: that, cause,
1: cause that's how people like get into the, the fastball counts, right. And everything like that. But if they know it's coming beforehand, they can just load up.
0: No, I understand that. But this is a direct, like that cheating is a reactionary cheat. Where this is almost like a proactive cheat where you're you're planning to cheat prior to throwing the baseball. And I mean, I guess you're planning to cheat because you're hoping you can get that information uh, as what pitch it is, but you're physically doing something to the ball that isn't allowed. You know, you've always been able to steal signs. Oh, maybe sure. not with cameras, but you've always been allowed to. It's they don't call that's not really cheating if you steal a sign on the field. No, it's pretty tough nowadays because they have 15 different fucking sets of signs but
1: i, I agree with the stealing the science thing but was it the actual players in the dug dugout that was like hitting that trash can or was it uh, uh an employee
2: i think it was fans or something in the stands wasn't it
1: thought it, i thought it was in their in the dugout and then they were watching the tv kind of thing like that and then they would hit the hit the can
2: yeah i think you're right Jess.
0: i think i'm pretty sure it was right in the uh
1: I don't think it was fans. I think it was it was it was the it was the team. It was the, it was the team because you have to hear it within the dugout and everything
0: like that. Either way, I mean, I understand where Rodon's coming from because cheating is cheating is cheating. Yep. But at least they're starting somewhere.
1: I still think they should have punished the Astros yeah. a
0: little bit. Didn't they? Didn't they punish the general manager? Didn't they make him step down or something like that? Or the president? There was something like that. I thought. I thought somebody in the upper management was was punished somehow. Now upper management doesn't do fuck all to the team. Maybe you punish that guy. Like if the team on the field is still. But the how's the
2: Astros team. doing though? I mean, they're not cheating anymore, and they're still doing pretty well.
0: They're first in the AL West, I'm pretty sure.
2: So, I mean, for for them to cheat, didn't really need to. Yeah. Uh, who knows?
0: Maybe they're
3: maybe they're still cheating. We just don't know how to catch them yet.
1: Yeah, they could say the same about. Uh... The Patriots. They've been in a lot of cheating scandals and stuff like that, but they still win.
2: Oh, they have two that I don't think they should have won. Not anymore, they don't.
1: Well, yeah, because they lost b Red.
0: Well, AFC East is where the fucking Patriots play and so do the Bills.
1: Yeah, and the Bills are getting a new stadium. They may have to leave Western New York for a season or, or longer if they can't work out an extension on a lease at Highmark Stadium in Orchard Park they can't toronto well that's one of the options that it could happen and uh, the other option is in pennsylvania at penn state's beaver stadium is another stadium that would happen but that's if the lease isn't fixed by or extended by 2023 so there's still going to be three more seasons at, at uh mark stadium which has been around for the, since the 70s and everything like that and I always knew it as a Ralph Wilson Stadium, yeah. more or less, than anything The else. Ralph! The yeah. Ralph! Yeah! Yeah, so it'd be, it'd be pretty crazy, and especially now that the Bills are good, like, since the 90s, like, the early 90s are really good right now, and I think everyone wants to see them playing a brand-new stadium for sure, especially with Josh Allen stepping it up and everything like that and playing to his third overall potential. But one of his receivers, causing a lot of controversy here. Cole Beasley does not plan to get vaccinated at all. And he's thinking of not following the rules adapted by the NFL and NFLPA requiring un- unvaccinated players to stay clear of people. And I quote, I will be outside doing what I do. I'll be out in the public. If you're scared of me, then stay clear, steer clear, or get vaccinated I may die of COVID, but I'd rather die actually living. Which that quote contradicts itself a lot. Like, why wouldn't you just get it and then live on kind of thing like
0: that. <laughs> I mean, and pretty much in the U.S., everybody's just living their life right now. Like, it's, there's not much restrictions in the U.S. So. Yeah. They're back to normal. I really don't see where he's coming from here. <laughs> like,
1: Right, but they still don't have, like, we have a better percentage in our country than the U.S. does of first vaccinations. Chance, yeah. And we were we were waiting and waiting and waiting on a lot of vaccination or the shots, but as soon as they showed up in Canada, because we are so sick of the lockdown, a lot of people have gotten them. I got mine. Hashtag Pfizer.
2: I got mine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: Only the
1: best. <laughs> uh, I got another quote here for him. I'm not going to take meds for a leg that is broken. And I'll come back to this later. I'd rather take my chances with COVID and build up my immunity that way. I'll play f- for free this year to live life how I've lived it from day one. If I'm forced into retirement, so be it. Wow! Now this whole this whole thing with his leg—he was playing in the playoffs with like I don't know if it was a if it was a broken fibula or if it was just
2: a hairline fracture,
1: a hairline fracture or something like that. But he did in week 17, he played throughout it. So that's what I think he's calling to. He didn't take meds for it and everything like that. But I kind of like that he said that, but he's, <laughs> it's not even on you that you have to take the meds. You are being p- paid by a professional team. Like you have doctors there and everything like that to tell you, take this or don't get on the field kind of thing like that.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting uh, situation. Like, I mean, if he doesn't want to get the vaccine, that's fine. That's, that's his choice. But if the league is requiring you to, you know, stay away from other players, if you have to wear your mask or whatever their restrictions are, I'm pretty sure the unvaccinated players don't need to wear their masks anymore. Just like in baseball, you they, they don't need to wear masks anymore. So, you know, a bonus, I suppose of being vaccinated, whether it be a one-timer or a two-timer vaccinated player or person but to say that you're not going to follow the rules by wearing the masks and whatnot is just ignorant you know whether or not you believe of all the stuff that the government has has told us about COVID and you know the conspiracies out there we're not going to get into that but that doesn't make a difference but if the rules say that your union said that you you know we've all agreed that we are going to do this in this fashion if it means wearing the mask staying away from people you know, making sure that you're not in a location where there's x amount of people so on and so forth then you need to do that i mean you're a, a, in this case he's a union member and i understand you want to get sometimes you don't agree with what goes on but it's your job it's your job like, follow the, the, the union
3: road. says strike you strike you <laughs> yeah, don't get to say no exactly cool.
0: like well as long as the vote is 51% yeah like and so I have no problem with him not wanting to get vaccinated. My issue here is that he doesn't want to follow the unvaccinated rules. And that, that's where I get, take issue with Beasley here.
1: Well, the only people that he's really hurting is his team. Yeah. Because if you can't get to that 85% threshold of everyone vaccinated, it just hurts your team. You can't be – the coaches can't be in the same room as you in certain occasions and everything like that. Like, they can't be on the same field like you have to wear a mask the entire time while well, they can just walk freely and stuff like that. There's policies for vaccinated players will also no longer re- require masks. Like you said there, Yosh and or during travel at all where he'll have to wear a mask. Now he might buy his own plane ticket cause he can afford it, but still.
0: That's a lot of plane tickets. So I guess maybe not for a football player. It's only, yeah, it's, it's only he's going
1: to uh, be in coach and he's going to be with the rest of the goofs back there. <laughs> <laughs> They will have uh, no travel restrictions and can use the sauna and steam room and weight room without capacity limits and can interact with vaccinated friends and families during travel. So you're just hurting your, your friends and family more or less too with, this, with mm-hmm. the travel. And then the unvaccinated players were required to be tested daily for COVID-19. And as we said, must wear a mask during travel and everything like that. And they can only be in the sauna and steam room and weight room at limited capacities. So they got to wait for everyone else to get the hell out of there, more or less.
0: Basically, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, and Peter, you and me know, like, we used to play on a team where the defense did all the work and the offense did shit. And we would, like, stop the whole, like, keep it pretty nil for the whole game. They wouldn't score any points. And then there'll be a turnover on offense and we can't stop them and they get a touchdown. And then I remember having to run fucking sprints because the offense got a turnover. Like that's what you're essentially doing to your team here. And football is, there's always team sports and everything like that, but you, you work as a team. You don't be individually like this, whether it's political or not. And the bills have been very, one of the teams that have been very open about not getting the vaccine. Even Josh Allen said he didn't know. He didn't think the science was there. And I think Jordan Poyer, his wife, has the same kind of idea so he's kind of with his wife so the bills are pretty are all over the place with this and and they've been in the mainstream with this we haven't talked about it because I didn't really want to but I wanted to just say put this out there because Beasley's been kind of
3: a goof. Have you guys ever had the BCR COVID test?
1: No. Now my youngest I've had a COVID test, but I don't know if it would if
3: it was called a VCR, PCR, PCR. It's not P-C-R. beta. Oh, oh my god! It's not beta.
0: VCR. <laughs> I I, can, um, I
3: can't hear Peter. It's was it a rapid test or not a rapid test? It was a, it up. was a rapid test. Yeah, okay. But it, but it was
1: but it like I I still got it like, I think the next day.
3: Yeah, so I think, like I assume that the test that these guys get daily when they're unvaccinated is a PCR test, not a rapid test. I could be wrong. But I assume it's a PCR test and a PCR test. They literally fucking tickle your brain. It feels like with a, with a swab up your nose It is not pleasant at all. That alone, I would think would be reason enough to get yourself vaccinated to stop having to get yourself tested every single day. Maybe it's such a rapid test. Rapid tests are easy, but I would think that alone, if it's a PCR test every single day, get yourself vaccinated, you don't have to do that anymore. That's all day long.
0: Maybe, maybe Cole Beasley likes putting stuff up his nose. I mean, we don't
3: know. <laughs> Nobody likes this. Yeah.
1: No, I, I had it. It is the most uncomfortable thing. Like, she put it up there real quick. I got, and like, I thought it was still up there. Like, my, my eyes were watering, like, right away. It was, ugh. but I'm pretty sure because I saw a, a bit of the, what's it called? Hard Knocks last year, how they did the, the tests and it was a rapid test that they did and i'm sure that the nfl can afford it and they continue to do it so it's not that bad they just literally like tickled like the inside of your nostril
3: yeah a rapid test is pretty easy.
1: yeah it's really easy to do and it doesn't bug the shit out of you but still like most people or most nfl players come in with music on now they got to go stand in this freaking line and then talk to the uh, nurses or doctors and shit whereas you could just go straight to the weight room if you're vaccinated right
3: Talking to the nurses sometimes is so bad. If you know what I
1: mean. Like, yeah. Maybe maybe that's a, maybe that's his thing. Maybe he's got a thing for a nurse. Who knows? And yeah, maybe. <laughs> so we got a couple CB's cornerbacks here holding out. Stefan Gilmore. He was the 2019 defensive player of the year, seeking a new contract because he's last year of his contract with the Patriots. He's 30 years old and is susceptible to worth of fines of skipping mandatory minicamp. Now, usually they don't really like go forward with these fines, but who knows? It's the Patriots. Maybe they're trying to set a precedent because it's Bill Belichick and he thinks he's the shit. Possible. My boy Ramsey is trying to recruit him to the Rams by saying Mookie Betts went from Boston to LA and got a ring. Yeah. What do you think?
2: Is that can they do that? Isn't that like can they try to get someone else on their team? That's
1: how that's how Julio went to fucking Tennessee. King Henry said, "Tighten the
2: fuck up." Yeah, but they I thought they couldn't do shit like that, man. I thought that was like some kind of
1: no. It's only it's it's only coaches and and general managers called tampering. But they can uh... they can try and woo them here and like I I said before, a lot of the. Players can control where they go because they can. They have a lot of. They do have a lot of power, which we don't see. But it's only the shitty teams like Atlanta that has no power, which makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny. But I, I would be able to be pretty happy to get Gilmore here.
0: Yeah, I would think you would yeah, be happy to get Gilmore. <laughs> he'd be
1: a superstar right beside uh, Ramsey, and then he's gone after this year. But we just don't have enough picks. But I don't think he would cost a lot, to tell you the truth because he's only got one year left on his contract and he's be because he's been restructured a few times. So there's a lot of dead money here with the Patriots, but if he gets tra- if he gets traded to the Rams or any other team, it's going to be like, he's worth 7.6 million is his base salary. So dirt cheap for a superstar corner like that.
0: But does, does the New England want to eat that?
1: No, that's where I don't think he's going to go. But he's but he's just gonna hold out until he gets a new new contract. And I'm sure like if I can see the Patriots being stubborn and not giving him shit. They got the space to do it, but like I said, he's 30 years old. They like to find new corners, and they can Patriots can find new corners wherever they feel like another corner from a Bill Belichick disciple, Xavier Howard is unhappy with his contract. He's earning less than Byron Jones, who signed last season, and he hired a new agent. David Cantor this winter in an effort to restructure his deal. One of the main points is the fact that he makes less than teammate Byron Jones, which we said, who only recorded two interceptions compared to Howard's league leading 10 in 2020. Howard is set to earn 12.1 million in a base salary. While Jones will be paid 14 million in 2021. Now, Xavier Howard just signed a contract too. He's got a couple more years on it. He's not like Stephen Gilmore where he he's not on his last year and there's not much, there's not much wiggle room here for Miami to get out of this one. And he's up, he's unhappy, but he's still a really good player compared to Byron Jones, but he's not going to, he's probably not going to get a new contract. He might get a couple bucks thrown. Well, a couple million bucks thrown his way for a signing bonus of some sort, but I don't, I don't see him getting moved. Miami's secondary is ridiculously good. And it's unlikely that anything will move. That defense is is budding, and Xavier Howard would not want to leave a secure place as Miami right now, but he's going to make some noise here for being the superstar that he was last year, and Byron Jones wasn't living up to his contract last year, but interceptions to me don't mean much because Jalen Ramsey didn't have many, but he shut down top corners all over the field last year, so if Byron Jones is doing that, which I think he is, then I don't I don't get what he's complaining about. More or less, because he I think it's going where he could just dominate last year and he just wants to get another contract.
0: Interceptions can change a game, but shutting down offenses that changes a, a season. You know what I mean? Like like you said, like Jalen Ramsey, he shuts down guys every day. They can't they can't get get touchdowns on him what on it's it's a, it's a game changer. You got to throw away from him. You can't throw at him because there's no point.
1: Well, a lot of things, too, with intercept guys with a lot of interceptions tend to also give up a lot of interceptions because they try and jump a lot of routes, too.
0: Give a lot of touchdowns. Yeah, sorry.
1: Yeah, give a yeah, yeah, lot of routes. touchdowns. That's yeah. what I meant. Sorry.
0: 100%. 100%. Because they try and jump it, and they try and make the catch as yeah. opposed to just knocking it down or tackling the guy, whatever. For they sure. want to be the
1: playmaker. They don't want to be... The bend, but don't break defense. More or less, they want to get the ball back for the offensive score. And Miami's offense was not that good last year, except for when Fitzmagic was in there.
0: Uh-huh. Oh, Probably won't
1: oh, be that great oh, this year. Fitzmagic. The- Tua's gonna. He <laughs> was gonna do anything this year.
0: I think. I think Tua's going to be better than he was last year. Just as. You know, natural progression, but I don't think that they're going to be that great. I think they will finish third in the AFC. So you
1: think the Patriots they're going to finish behind the Patriots?
0: Yeah, and that's not saying much with Cam. So
1: I I I agree with the Bills are going to win the the first, and I think Miami's going to get in the playoffs this year though, Hmm. with the in the wild card. And I think the Patriots are going to miss it again. I think they're going to spend a bunch of money and good miss it again. Fuck the Patriots!
0: Yeah, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> fuck them, fuck them. The one thing we all agree about upon in football,
3: <laughs> in any sport, fuck Boston, fuck
1: Boston, Boston. Yeah. <laughs> and Peyton Manning might be heading to the commentary room or as an NFL analyst for Amazon. I'm not sure. It's been very vague. It's been this, they've been saying this for years. CBS, I guess, approached him before they gave. Tony Romo with that huge deal to try and get him to come on to CBS to do the colored commentating, but he said no. So they went right to Tony Romo and gave him a bunch of money, which was 10 years, 180 million. And I believe we all are pretty happy with Tony Romo. And I'm I want to hear what Peyton has to say. If he's being the NFL analyst, I don't know if that's gonna be that great compared to if he was in the booth.
0: Agreed. I would much rather hear Peyton in the booth calling the game. Not not play by play, but the color. Just like just like Tony was saying, like, oh, watch for this, watch for that. You know This is the play here. And boom, there was exactly the play that Tony called. And to me, I think they told him to, to calm that down and not to do that as much. But
2: Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. They did.
0: I liked it. I really liked it. He said, "Oh, here's gonna, you know, here's a slant bubble, whatever he would call it." And sure enough, I, I thought that was fucking great.
1: And th- that's the thing is, I think they said that was because the other team will listen on the radio, kind of thing like that, <laughs> try and like bait him and everything like that. So when he does make that call, and they can go back, it's kind of confusing. But I think they, I think that was the reason why they were asking CBS to like get a leash on him. But the fans love him for that.
0: I just I always liked uh, Tony Romo, and I would I think Peyton would be a great addition to any booth. Like I said, just as an analyst that just sits there in the halftime and talks about what happened. Sure, he's going to put out a bunch of good points and whatnot, but I feel like he would be better in the booth than he would be uh, back in the uh, studio.
1: Yeah, halftime's for making food and
2: taking a whiz. Fucking right, grabbing (laughs) a fresh
0: beer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, buddy.
2: So I guess we're gonna move into our Euro. Nice little 2020 standings. I'm not gonna get involved with regards to every, you know, Group A, but Italy does lead Group A with nine points. We have Belgium leads Group B with six points. Netherlands lead Group C with six points. Czech Republic and England, they do lead with uh, Group D with four points. Sweden leads group E four points. France leads group F four points. Speaking of the Euro, the Czech Republic's Patrick Schick scores a goal from 49.7 meters away. So he was just past midfield. It's the longest recorded at the European Championship. Did you guys any see that? Yep. Yeah.
0: That's pretty wild, man. Like to score from there, it, would, it seems like it would be such an easy shot to stop as a goalie. But
2: you would think, but where is that goalie? What yeah. the fuck are you doing? You picking grass? You sitting down? Like what?
0: Picking dandelions?
2: <laughs> yeah, I man. heard
3: someone someone saying that it wasn't the goalie's fault that someone else was out of position and led to that. But I don't buy that. Like you can't you you can't be so far out of your net that you allow a shot from fucking midfield to go in. It can't
2: Yeah, no, for sure. No, you you shouldn't. I mean, the last time it was done was in 2010 by a David Villa, which was forty three meters.
0: It's Via, but Via, via close yeah. enough.
2: Sorry. Sure. They started that tracking, I believe, in nineteen eighty, in regards to all this.
0: That's a pretty crazy goal, man, from, from half court or half field. That's that's fucked.
2: It's in it's 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 just insane. I mean, but speaking of insane people. Ronaldo, all-time leading scorer in Euro history with 11 goals. Now, that's something.
1: Doesn't shock me.
2: No, definitely not.
1: He's been the best player there for a long time, at least in the Euro Cup. FIFA's a little different.
0: Yep, 100%. 100% 100% and being that we live uh, or you know are around Kitchen Waterloo there are a ton of Portuguese people and fans and, people. and they yep and they they uh, lost their game I'm pretty sure I, I can't remember exactly who it was I, I want to say it was Germany but I'm not 100% sure so they lost a the big game and there was no horns beeping in Cambridge which is just around the corner here from KW so for, uh, for all the non-Portuguese fans in Cambridge, I'm sure they were loving that, the, the silence of, <laughs> of the Portuguese fans there.
2: <laughs> and we have Sergio Ramos. R- Ramos. Leaving uh, Real Madrid after 16 seasons. Now, it looks like he's a five-time Liga, Liguea, Liga. Liga. champ. La Liga. La Liga. La Liga. La Liga. I'm no good with this shit, man. You were earlier yeah. today. Just we're pretend you're speaking, speaking, speaking <laughs> Espanol. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. No, no, no. I was just fucking around, man. I was already twisted, too. He's also a four time Champions uh, League champ, uh, Copa, two time. Copa del Rey. Del Rey champ. Four time Spanish Super Cup champ. Three time UEFA Super Cup champ. Four time FIFA cup world champ wanted to stay with madrid but contract extension offered expired ramos wanted a two-year he expected a one-year with a pay cut but the offer had expired too bad so sad
0: yeah it's a pretty crazy situation here so Real offered him a one-year deal for x amount of money that was less than than what he's making now so obviously the pay cut and it took him a while to accept, but he ended up accepting or wanting to accepting. But because it took him a while and he didn't realize that there was an expiry date on this offer, it expired. And so he is basically a free agent. So he wanted to sign. He originally, like, like Kev said, he wanted a two-year contract, but that wasn't going to happen from Real. They offered them a one year with a pay cut. He eventually said, yeah, you know what? I'll do it. But the contract or the offer, excuse me, had expired. And so now they're like, no, sorry about your luck, Sergio. We're moving on. And so he's leaving Madrid, uh, which is just crazy. He's, he's been a great, great, great player for 16 seasons. Like there hasn't been a season that he hasn't been great. Uh, Obviously as as a defender, he's not going to put many goals in, but he did put his fair share and, and great defender. He was
1: one of the best, like, him and PK were like neck and neck and uh I forget the other guy's name that played for Barca. He's Spanish as well too. Anyway, so these two were just dirty 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 good at defense and they wouldn't ever they would rarely get any yellow cards and they would get people like from behind and everything like that. Like he was so good. Like you would see the stuff in slow motion cuz like in right away in real time you would assume that he would be like, "Oh, that's a" that's a yellow card right there. But when you look in slow motion, he wouldn't get it. And you kept proving the refs wrong constantly. And he was, he was an absolute beast as a defender. One of the best Mm -hmm. ever.
0: For sure. It'll be interesting to see what's next for, for Ramos here. Does he, does he go to a different team in, in any league or does he just hang up the cleats? You know, he's played for a lot of years. He's not a, he's not a spring chicken anymore. It'll be interesting to see if he still has that drive to uh, to win and to compete and to, to try and get a championship somewhere.
2: So if he's going to compete, do you think he might come to the M- uh, MSO? MLS? Soccer? The you MLS. know what you want to do, Sergio. TFC.
0: That'd be fucking sweet. I think he's still at a higher level than the MLS right now uh, for the, maybe the next couple of years.
1: I think he's going to go where the money is. Like, as much as he said he was going to take a, a pay cut, I think it was just for the Real fans, more or less, because he's been there forever.
0: Yeah, agreed, agreed.
1: I think he's now he's just going to go for money, and I think that's where MLS is, will pay people.
0: It's either, it's either that or he's going to go to win somewhere, right? It's either going to be where he's the final piece to win a championship of sorts, whether it be La Liga, whether it be Premier League, whether it be MLS. I mean mls they pay guys but not like the fucking premier league but you have to be top end to get the big bucks in premier league type thing right so and he's he's definitely past his prime but he still plays at a super super high end
1: see i don't think he cares about chips anymore that much because he's won so many i think he just wanted to stay with madrid because because that's where he's been for the last 16 years yeah
0: yeah, but look at all what he's won with them. You right. don't think well, that, he, that trying to stay with them to try and com- keep competing and to win more, especially with taking a potential pay Well,
1: that goes with the being being there for the fans more or less kind of thing is what I'm saying. Yeah, like fair the, At this point, he's just like you, – you might be right. He's still a great competitor, so he might, he might do it. But I think he's just going to go grab some money because he knows his
3: He's at the end of his career. I kind of get what Jesse's saying. Like, he's not a Jason Spezza where he hasn't won anything in his career and he's trying to get that cup. He's been a champion all, all kinds of times. So it might be that it makes more sense for him to just, just go get paid a little more and then hang him up.
0: But he's also been paid for the last 16 years quite handsomely, I'm sure.
1: Money's money, man.
0: Money is you, money. You're going to
1: pay for the Ramos name.
0: Maybe he'll just hang him up. Who knows? It'll uh, be interesting. It'll be interesting to see for sure.
1: It'll be interesting to see if he becomes a coach. Oh, wouldn't that be something? I think he might. That'd be a good defensive
0: team for sure.
2: Right. And speaking of exit coaches in regards to the MLS, you have the uh, Con- cap qualifying for Canada with 24 years, advanced to the final round of qualifying. The TFC coach is the one that uh, is coaching that team Canada, which I think is you know, decent, doing well, very well.
1: It's awesome to see this.
2: Yes, it is. I mean, uh, a long time—twenty-four years. Long time. Yeah, man.
0: Canada has uh, done fairly well over the past little while. They, you know, in order to get to the World Cup here,
1: helps to have Alfonso Davis and uh, Davies. Davies.
0: Yeah, so they won. Uh, they won their Group B pool a while back. There, they defeated Haiti which we'll talk about in a little bit. And so now they advance to the final round of eight teams. And the top three in that final round will qualify for the World Cup. And the fourth place team will move on to a playoff uh, to make it to the, the World Cup. So we actually have a good fucking chance of making it to the World Cup this year. Now, when we get there, we probably don't have a chance. <laughs> but... no. But just making it there for Canadian men is a huge, huge, huge step, and you know can't congratulate these guys enough. And hopefully they keep on, keep on, keeping on, and uh, and can score some goals and play some good defense. And hopefully they can get a couple Ws here in this uh, this round of eight and and finish up in the top three. That'd be amazing to see them on the World yeah. Cup docket.
3: It'd be super cool to see them make the World Cup and just get fucking dummy by italy or some shit but whatever it'd be super cool wouldn't
1: matter no
2: no it wouldn't like you said joshua have they matter. ever
3: made a world cup before
2: have we have,
1: yes, they? They. have we
2: yeah yeah they, they have a
3: long
0: time ago
1: the question is have they ever won a game no nah,
3: that's not the question
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna say uh pete i'm not sure i'm gonna say it was probably the 80s
1: I, that's what i was gonna say
0: oh. If not before. That's what I was going to say would be like
1: the the 80s or maybe like the late 70s or something like that. Yeah.
2: So it
0: has been a very
2: long time. Very long time. And something speaking of a very long time, the crappy football league, as known as everyone else, (laughs) the CFL, they're about to start their season August 5th. And it will be the first game since 2019. That's just crazy. I mean, it's not a a league that I'm very interested in watching too much. We talked a bit about them
3: merging with the
2: fucking uh, XFL XFL and blending into the States and a bunch of shit. Did anything ever come of that? Nothing as of yet. It's still obviously in uh, discussion. I mean, I don't see this happening anytime in the near future, but it is still in discussions in regards to probably making this crappy football league into a better game. I mean, I, I would only hope because, I mean, I don't mind watching a, the Great Cup because that's probably the only time I'll ever watch the crappy football league and which is going to happen in the Hamilton. So it's really not too far away from us guys. I just
0: think that there's too much of a difference between the XFL and the CFL for them to actually merge and become one league. There's, there's too much that makes the CFL the CFL, you know, being the bigger ball, the wider field, the extra down which ones are you going to get rid of to meet the XFL? I just don't think that they're going to end up merging. Sure. It could be talks. I just don't think it's going to happen.
2: The three down rule is definitely going to stay with regards to it. I can't see them changing. Maybe,
0: But is the XFL, that's what I'm saying. Is the XFL going to adopt that? I don't think they will. So that's where I think there's a big discrepancy.
2: I think they do only because that the, the rock Johnson did play in the CFL is why he's doing this. Yeah, Maybe I
1: actually enjoyed playing CFL rules. In high school, I thought it was it was pretty fun. It's not good to watch. I, I agree no. with that, but it's it's fun to play.
3: You know what rule really I didn't like the fumble out of bounds thing, where the last the last team that touches it loses possession, yeah. or gets possession, whatever it is. It's it's
1: it's the last person that touches it
3: gets possession. Yeah. It's dumb. It just seems fucking so stupid to me.
1: <laughs> but the rouge I liked. And then every punt had to be returned. I liked, yeah.
2: and they also give it like a five yards, uh, five yards for you to be able to do so. No one can go within five yards of you of a punt, yeah, or it needs to be returned every every time.
1: But it, like the the game itself is fun to play. It's hard to watch more or less because the players and n- no one's making money there, and
0: not enough, not enough
2: teams. You definitely need a part time job if you're playing in the crappy football league.
0: Hundred percent. No, no, no. The CFL is your part-time yeah. job. You
2: need a full-time <laughs> job. So. Yeah, it could be. But again, in December, they will, uh, Hamilton will be hosting the actual Grey Cup of, I think it's 108th Grey Cup that's going on. Now, with nine teams that are in this crappy football league, they will have eight, which will make the playoffs. So there's going to be one team that doesn't. Now, that's going to be hilarious to be that one team. Ha ha.
3: That's ignorant, man. That's
2: ignorant. (laughs) I think it's pretty funny. We're going on to the Edmonton Eskimos, which are now going to be called the Edmonton Elks. They're going to keep the same colors. Everything stays the same. Just you're going to have an elk kind of looking thing on their helmet.
0: Milwaukee Bucks 2.0.
2: There you
1: go. Basically. Just pretty much the Canadian
0: version. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for sure.
2: Not too far apart from each other. Exactly. <laughs> I guess, as Yoshi said, that US Open, Tori Pines is finally finished. And who got that, bud? John Rom. John Rom. You had him in your uh, little pool, to him too, didn't I you? I did
0: have him in my pool. Number two was Oost uh, and I had him in my pool as well. I'm just looking at it now. I also had tied for Seven, uh, Berger, and Scheifele, but I got my ass kicked in the pool because the rest of my picks were fucking shit. <laughs>
2: Well, there we go now just speaking of this i mean when this thursday when they were talking about teeing off you know they actually talked about putting the shambo with kepka
0: i heard that <laughs> and i i thought it was going to happen maybe yesterday maybe today would have been phenomenal had they been wouldn't it no matter when it would have been paired together they, they would be amazing and i i hope. There's- that somehow the PGA puts them together,
2: Mikes. put them on mics too, man. Have- oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. For sure. Like
0: these guys just despise each other. And actually I feel like Bryson is taking this a little better. Cause he seems like he doesn't care. Yeah. He's like, yeah, whatever. Well, Brooks can do whatever he wants. He's like, I just think it's, I'm using it as motivation and this and that. Right. So Bryson kind of seems like he's more okay with it, but Kepka just, he fucking hates him. Every time he sees oh fucking Bryce, he just shakes his head. He's like fucking fuck, fuck, fuck. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just bitches and moans, and it's uh, it's pretty funny. But it would have been awesome to see them paired together. Would have been even better had they been both uh, vying for the the title here and maybe got into a playoff. That would be absolutely amazing. Yeah, but for not sure. so much. For It'd be sure. it would be
1: pretty funny to, like you said, to hear them go at it and everything like that. But I could see, like you said, Bryce and Deshawn just. Just just constantly talking to his caddy. He'd probably try and hit it towards wherever Kepko's ball was just so he could continue talking <laughs> about, like, oh, this is the easiest path and the math towards this, and this is how I get yeah, there. Because yeah. I think that's what really pisses him off. Like, obviously, he doesn't like the the player as is, but I don't think he likes hearing the nonsense that uh, DeChambeau puts out.
0: Well, and DeChambeau doesn't take the typical route to the green as the normal guy would, right? He takes chances. He goes over the random woods or the random water to get a that 10 yards closer. And I don't think Kepka likes that. No, and Kepka also doesn't like that. He wears steel spikes. No. And, yeah. And which turns, turns the green more turns this to that. Right. So, but that,
1: that, that's another, the manipulation or like mental game that he could be playing with Kap-
2: Kepka. Sure. Oh, why wouldn't you?
0: It would be amazing if they could be paired together like it's, it would have been awesome at a major but just any tournament would be phenomenal I think so. and especially like third or fourth round would be amazing like for sure I
1: kind of wish that because of the match this year like Bryson's there and everything like that but it'd be funny if Kepco was playing with Brady or just another another player or something like that and because they constantly are talking shit and everything's live there so that would be that would be fun to hear there i can't sure. I can't wait for that because I actually enjoy watching that like yeah the NFL players aren't too hot but it's fun to see all the shit talkers get on there and get on their cases and get in their heads and and then when they actually like Brady chipped one in it's it's fun to just go him going at
0: Barkley about it.
2: <laughs> for sure Ben for sure now Yosh didn't you have like Hughes in your pool
0: no I didn't have Hughes in my pool but I got him in my fucking penalty box
2: Oh, tell me all about it, bud.
0: All right, so here I am. After we played golf today, I decided that I was well. This is after my nap, but we were gonna watch some some golf. So I'm watching away, and a Canadian, Mackenzie Hughes, who's in the last pairing of the of the day in the final round, Sunday. So he's he was in second place before the final round started, on the 11th hole at Tory Pines, par three. He hits the ball. Just like me, just like Kevin, just like Peter, just like Jesse.
3: I had a good day.
0: Way left. Now this thing flies in the air. It comes down, bounces off a cart path, and bounces up into a tree. Hits and sticks. His ball is in a fucking tree.
1: Play it where it lays.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There is nothing this guy can do about it. Ball in the tree. So, of course, they you know they bring out all the uh, all the officials and how do we deal with this and blah, blah blah they were trying for a few minutes to try and get obviously at some point they did get visual on it they zoomed in with a camera to make sure that it was his ball because it's going to be somebody else's <laughs> ball in a <the> fucking tree <laughs> they're the last group going through there's no other balls in a fucking tree so of course it's going to be his ball but anyway They end up determining that it was his ball. He takes a penalty stroke and then a free drop. He ended up shooting a double bogey at a par three. Dropped to minus two, three shots off the lead at that time in the final round. So obviously devastating for him because there was no chance for him after that to uh, to win. So... Canadian Mackenzie Hughes for hitting it into a tree and shooting around like I would or shooting a shot like I would on a par three. You're in my penalty box because that just can't happen. You're better than that. And it's in a fucking tree, man.
1: What if he gets like an arbitrary to go up there and like, oh, it fell down? <laughs> cutting the cutting the trees
0: down. I guess you could <laughs> Might take him a while to uh, to get the arbor. I don't. I don't there. want to
1: take a penalty stroke. I'll call someone.
0: Call, the, <laughs> arborist, call the fucking. Well, but you can't. You can't move the grass around your ball, you can't couldn't move the sand around your ball. So if, if you probably can't cut limbs out of a fucking tree. No, I was stuff. I was I was totally talking <laughs> shit there.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but so yeah, so Mackenzie Hughes, you had a hell of a round or a hell of a tournament until uh, the eleventh hole on fourth round there and you, you end up shitting the bed but that's too bad it would have been nice to see a canadian fight for the the final there in the championship for the u.s open but <laughs> when you put her put her into a tree you're gonna have a pretty tough time
2: and didn't sergio garcia jump into a tree and hit one out
0: yeah sir that was a few years ago garcia did but he was his ball had landed kind of in the crotch of a of some branches kind of near the uh near the trunk so it was easier for him to get up there and actually hit it. They had he had no chance, uh, Mackenzie. He is he had no chance to to climb up in that tree and hit it out. It was it was a very compact tree, and I I'm surprised. I mean, really, it's a fucking tree. How is it going to hold the ball up there? But somehow it got stopped in a nook and cranny, and he had no yeah. fucking chance. So
2: anyway, Kev, how's
0: your penalty box today? Who you got?
2: Oh boys, I'm going back in the regards to these officials in the hockey. Oh, fuck. Not again. Always, man. Now, going with the NHL, they have to allow a goal they did with seven players on the ice, which is Tampa Bay Lightning versus New York Islanders. Oh, man, I really don't see how you can miss seven Lightning players on the ice when you have four zebras out there. Now, linesmen can stop play for situations where there are too many men on the ice. The linesman must report, to the issue, uh, report the issue to the referee who makes the call. Mr. Batman must fuck you, buddy. <laughs> Do at least something to fix this bullshit. I mean, I, don't, I just don't know why this can continue to happen. I mean, you got four people as the Zebras and you have seven lightning players on the ice which score a goal. And I'm telling you, man, Barry Trotz was going livid watching this, but nothing happened out of it. Goal standard. I'm done with this. Give the linesman a little bit more of a, you know, stop, just put a whistle and then skate up to the guy with an orange band on his fucking biceps. Make the call yourself. Make them all officials. All four people on the ice should be definitely officials at this point. If not, get rid of one. Yeah, but if
0: you get rid of one, back he this still again. wouldn't have saw it. If you get rid of that fourth
2: guy, they, they didn't catch it with four guys. Then why have four people on the They're ice? They're not going to catch it with three guys. I'd rather have sense. three people on the ice not catching something with four.
0: I mean, yeah, it looks it looks less bad but if only three guys miss it, but it's still fucking horrible.
2: It is very horrible to sit there and have four of them and, and see seven people on the ice. So... I
3: didn't think this was as egregious as it seems to have been made out to be. Like, I watched the actual live replay of it. And to me, it just looked like a line change. Like, it's, yeah, at the time the goal is scored, you can clearly see there's seven players on the ice. But two of them are on their way off the ice. They're not in the play at all. And they're about to be off the ice. I I didn't think that this was this egregious for all the... Sort of blowback that came of it, and that's probably just because the goal was scored while there was seven guys on the ice. But I just thought it was a bit of a sloppy change. Maybe it probably should have been a penalty for too many men, but I don't think it's I don't think it's horrible that they missed the call and that a goal was scored. I don't think it's that big of a competitive advantage that there were seven guys out there because they were on their way off the ice.
1: Peter, you you were just saying about the guys cheating with the spider tech and everything like that, like that's against the rules having that many people on the ice.
2: I just sent a pic to you guys on the phone. You guys can take a look at that.
1: But that's, that's my point. Like it's against the rules. So like he, they should have called it.
3: But it's, it's more of a, it's more of a judgment thing with line changes. Like,
2: but if you have the six dudes sitting there at center ice, what are you talking about?
0: If you look at the picture there that Kev just sent, there's only one guy going off the ice, so I would say he's not on. But then there's still six guys on the fucking ice, right? Like,
3: like you said, Peter, cheating's cheating.
0: I know, but like that that was
1: what you said earlier, so
2: that's what that is.
3: Yeah, but it's it's a line change. Like you're never gonna have a line change where all the guys go off the ice and then all the new guys come on the ice.
2: But you have this guy, another sixth person, center ice, man.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah, he's in the, he's in the
2: middle of the ice. <laughs> I mean, I'm okay. I'm okay with the guy to the bench. I mean, that that's, it does make seven. But, I mean, line change, you got the dude six is in the middle. There's
0: definitely six guys on the ice
2: going to play.
3: I know. The picture looks bad. If you watch it live, I don't think it was that bad. It probably should have been a penalty. But I don't think it's a fucking horrific – I don't think it's a horrific incident where
2: – Now, we're, do they have the Zebras – Do they show the zebras on this? Where the fuck are those dumb (laughs) One's One right beside the the blue line.
0: With his back to the bench. Right. That's it, though. Right back to the players.
2: Where's the other dumb fucks? Where's the other three at the very end?
0: There's probably one in the bottom corner. We don't see any more zebras.
2: He's back to one at the bench. Yeah, but other than that, you can't see. Off to the left or the right.
0: There's definitely six guys on the ice, no question. The seventh guy, yeah, maybe hit or miss. Because he is going off. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt there, but there's definitely six guys on the ice. And they score the goal. I mean, it was it Kucherov that scored? Because it might as well no. be fucking cheating all the way through with no with he, he, over the fucking cap. He, and he then... had he had the primary
3: yes, <laughs> <spoke>. eighteen million. <laughs> but I, I bet I bet if you look through a game and you don't just pay attention to goals, you'll get a picture like this ducking hundred times.
0: Maybe.
1: So you're just saying everybody cheats in the NHL? Is that what you're saying? Kind of, like, kind of like the MLB, how everyone <laughs> cheats with uh, spider tech and, and it, steroids. It's,
3: <laughs> it's a lot more subjective, though, because it's, it's, a, it's a line change. Like, it's the line between you're taking too long to get off the ice.
1: The spider tech was subjective.
3: No, it's not. If you're using it, you're cheating.
1: No, because they never enforced
3: it. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're using it, you're cheating. Whether it's enforced no. or not, it's not subjective.
1: But it, 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 it's, it's a, in a rule state. If there's six guys on the ice, that's cheating.
3: Yeah, but there's...
1: it can't say it's subjective. That goal that shouldn't have
3: counted.
0: It's a part of a line change. So the, yeah,
1: See, yeah. he's just he's making his yeah. own rules up for his own sport.
0: <laughs> 100% it should have been a penalty.
2: And they're probably... No yep, goal. no goal. Yeah. It wasn't as bad as you think. No, did. it's very bad. <laughs> cheating, cheating. And... Uh,
1: Cheating's cheating, as you're per you. <laughs> Cheating's
2: cheating. So, Jesse, I guess we're following up with the uh, nice little NHL here. Who do you have in your box?
1: Yeah, I got someone from NHL in my box. I got uh, that Marc-Andre Fleury's mishap behind the net that we talked about a little bit earlier.
3: Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> oh, that
1: was uh, <laughs> that was pretty embarrassing. How, Josh, how did you feel after that?
0: I was not a happy camper, man. Like <laughs> So close to winning the game, being done, being up 2-1, and then
1: and then lose. Yeah, being up, being up 2-1 off of him trying to play it behind the net. And I don't know what the fuck he was trying to do, but it went off his skate and Anderson was sitting right in front of the net and yeah. then he had a wide open shot to tie it up and go into OT, <laughs> where my, Anderson again scored yeah. the winning goal there.
3: The best part of this is if you watch the, like, the longer clip of what happened, uh, one of the commentators is just before this happens, talking about how Mark Andrew Fleury's puck handling has been
0: so helpful. to I was team. just about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say that. You know who that fucking idiot was? Pierre fucking no. Maguire.
3: No, <laughs> of course Cody he was He
0: had
2: <laughs> just said that,
0: like you said.
3: Literally, yeah. like just yep. before.
2: I don't know about that, man. Didn't he uh, fuck up in uh, the World uh, Canada Juniors where he shot that puck off the defenseman and went in?
3: Jesus, that was like
2: 15 years ago. Hey, man, but I mean, <laughs> if you're pucking up that much, you should just stay in your net, bud, and you would have been up.
1: No, you you don't like guys playing behind the net because you don't want you don't like the trapezoid rule.
2: No, I don't. If you leave your net, if you leave your blue paint, you are now considered a player no, in my man. mind. You come out of your net, I'm gonna fucking nail you. I'm gonna hit you, and I'm gonna hit you hard. You're taking it like
1: a decent player
2: out because he's trying to. Hey, man, if that's a defenseman back there trying to get that puck, you're not going to go to hit him?
3: Yeah, but a goalie has, like, the, just the skates alone now, nah, but just the skates on a goalie He's
2: alone. slower. It's such
3: like... a difference. They are a far more vulnerable player than a
0: defenseman.
1: Apparently everyone else disagrees with you there, Kev.
0: Well, I'm just old school. I'd love to see a fucking goalie get fucking nailed behind the net, but it shouldn't happen.
2: Look like, back into the eighties, then man. It would
0: be fucking hilarious to see those guys getting fucking nailed, but because they're out there handling the puck, but it can't happen. The goalies need to be protected and stay in maybe your not net, so much as a fucking QB in football, but they need to be protected.
3: Well, maybe you make a rule where they have to stay in their net. Well, maybe that's not so bad. I mean, it's a he's a goaltender. His job is to tend the goal. He shouldn't be playing the puck. Yes.
1: It doesn't make someone that actually has that handle to obviously flurry doesn't, but to stick handle the puck and then get it out to the guy quickly that that's an advantage to your team.
2: Oh, for sure. I mean, there are goalies
1: that makes the game quicker and more exciting.
2: There are goalies yeah. that definitely can handle the puck. Smith is one of them. I mean, there are some really good goalies that handle the puck.
1: But that's an advantage to your team. Why? So you're just because the shitty goaltenders can't stick handles, you're you're punishing the good ones.
2: Hey, man. I mean, if you like, I said, no, you're fine. You leave your net, but you know, if you leave it, you're gonna get hit. If you, if but like he's slower,
1: he's got more equipment on. Exactly. It. Like Peter said, the skates are different, so like you're, he's already at a disadvantage compared to the rest of the players.
2: Goalies then, when they left their crease, would actually block the player coming up to them, so they can make that breakout pass. They were out there to actually bang that person off the boards and pass that per- puck to the defenseman that can lead out the break. I've
1: never even heard of so- a goalie trying to go hit Yo, someone. That
2: would be fucking cool <laughs> the if they did. Go back.
3: Instead of and
0: pick. Look at
2: Hextall. Look at Hextall. You can't tell me Hextall came out of his net and did not hit someone to make a play. So he has stopped that the other person to get to the puck.
1: Would, would a pick be interference, though?
2: Nope. Like He still handed the puck. He still had the puck to pass it and then the pro player's coming in. Yeah, but
1: Peter's saying about a pick. Like, wouldn't that be interference?
2: Nah, not back then.
3: You want to talk about cheating in hockey, just watch for interference. It's an egregious amount of interference happens in hockey that does not get called. Yep. Now that's cheating. That is cheating.
1: <laughs> so I was having too many men on the
3: ice, Peter. <laughs> yeah, Man, Yeah.
1: <laughs> Peter, who's in your box?
3: So I've got Josu Duberger. 80s goalkeeper in the uh, CONCACAF tournament. He scores an own goal playing against Canada to break a n- nil-nil draw, which Canada goes on to win 3-0 nothing and as Kev said earlier, they advance to the octagonal stage for the first time since in like 24 years since 97. I don't know if you guys saw the footage of this own goal or not. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is very <laughs> funny. So he like two a,
1: chances at it.
3: Oh yeah. It's a simple <laughs> pass back from, from his defender, which he sort of muffs receiving it a little bit, and then he stumbles back to recover his his fuck up. And then as he tries to step to kick it with his right foot, his left foot tips it and it just trickles into the net.
2: And then there's David with his arms in the air.
3: <laughs> if you watch the replay and just watch the the Haitian team and watch their reactions. It's, it's gold.
2: <laughs> well, they're probably pissed because the guy's actually Canadian. He probably did it on porpoise. Por- porpoise?
0: <laughs> what is he, a fucking dolphin? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, so he was actually born in Montreal. So I don't know, maybe the fix is in, but I doubt anyone would intentionally do that to themselves.
1: No, that's embarrassing.
3: Yes, it's totally embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. And I think, he, in his credit, he was playing a great game up until that point.
1: I guess
0: you <laughs> can't and, say anything after that. point.
3: <laughs> yeah, and it's just a huge gaff. I'm sure he'll never forget it. And it got Canada into the qualifiers for yeah. the World Cup. So thank you, sir.
1: <laughs> it was uh, nil nil at that at, at right at the 45 minute marker. So they were going right in the half, and yep. it would have been zero zero if he didn't miss dance around the ball or whatever he was doing. (laughs) Yeah. Yosu for the win.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Let's get into the points and penalties scores for the week. So, first of all, before we get into this episode's challenges, we had a round of golf today. Yeah, we did. Uh, Jesse wasn't able to attend, but in
2: his... He would have lost anyway. Yeah, He's a, he a little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, still,
1: you guys. I got AC. He <laughs> still
2: would have lost.
1: The you rural areas lost. are coming out
0: here.
3: So, in his place was uh, Ryan Deline, who's been on the show a couple times before. Probably be back again in the not too far future. Hint, hint. <laughs> <laughs> what did he shoot? What did he shoot? A 106.
2: 107. 107? Oh, damn 107. it.
3: So, me and him have to have a blunder bowl. Now, don't feel too bad because it was a slightly shorter course. It was barred 68, I think, than the usual 72.
1: Oh, so that's why you're...
3: So, anyway. I'll save my my job. I absolutely dominated the game. Had the best game of my life. Shot an 88.
1: But on a shorter part.
3: But still. (laughs) An 88 is fucking phenomenal for me, regardless of par for the course. And, uh... I think Josh was second at what were you at Josh?
0: Uh shitty one hundred. One hundred, a full still
3: a full, triple digit
0: strokes back. Wow. Oh yeah. Peak fucking dominated us today, man. And, yep. And I kept,
3: was right behind Josh at 101. 101, 101
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> wasn't uh wasn't
2: I mean we had fun, but it wasn't a good round. Hey, speak Pete's. for yourself.
3: <laughs> yeah. I had a blast.
2: I like the zero. I like that Eddie Murphy terminology. You know, when you're a little kid and you just, your pecker would just rise on the occasion for no reason. And you have your math teacher ask you to take that problem out on the board. He's like, no, 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 it's okay. I'll take the zero. I'll take the zero, which I did, but you know, I ended up fucking that anyways.
1: Yeah. I have never heard someone at celebrate third place as much. as <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, you're I always can... talking
1: shit about me, how you're so much better than me. I'm like, I don't say that I'm good. I know I'm, I'm shit. Not, like, I'm not
2: saying I'm good. I'm the saying fact I'm kid that he,
1: he he he's he's the biggest guy in the room but Jesse, the heaviest. Like
3: maybe one day work. you could beat third place. Imagine that.
2: No, no, Jesse will never beat me. I've already say, stated oh, that Jesse oh, will just, never just, beat me.
1: Just die on that fucking <laughs> hill. Like really, like you want to win? You're way dead and last zero gets you nowhere.
2: Hey man, I still I still won. I still won. I didn't, I didn't become last. I you mean, got a negative. Not... You got a negative today. No, no, he got, a, got zero. a zero. Hey zero. No, no,
1: no, no. He got a negative <laughs> today. In the
2: scores. We're talking about golf. Yeah.
1: No, we're talking about points of penalties getting points. And I'm in the plus, and you are almost double-digit negatives.
2: That's okay. I'm fine with that. Okay. I already told you guys from the beginning of this, I probably would be here. Did I well, not? I just want to
1: state it to you because you constantly have to state it to me. Now that I've had a few drinks today and a lot of oh, fucking boy. sun,
2: <laughs> and yeah, I'm, mean, I'm just now, gonna as good. you
1: keep throwing this at me, I ignore it. I ignore it when <laughs> I'm not drinking that much, but now, like, go fuck yourself, bud. You're gonna be in double digits negative. That's fine.
2: I'm okay. No, with it's that. not fine because I'm okay suck. with it. You're not okay with it, you but I'm okay with it. <laughs> I'm fine with it. I'm at plus. That's fine. I'm good. I'm having a blast. It's and this is time. why
3: we want Jesse to come golfing more often. So this kind of trash right. talk can happen live and then on the course.
2: Yeah,
1: but I don't have anything I to I know because you're fucking garbage. garbage. You need some I lessons.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I, I know of garbage. Yeah. <laughs> he just needs to constantly say that he's better than me for fucking third place in golf. <laughs> I want to play the lion. That would be a That's good wanted, yeah. uh,
3: a good playoff.
1: You're
2: yeah. still yeah. loose. Okay, so
3: the golf scores. Peter was plus two. Josh was plus one. Kevin was zero. And DeLine was a minus one for bringing up the rear. And the actual challenge points. So I was plus one for the Kawhi Leonard never winning an MVP. Josh is a minus one on that account. And the Diamondbacks games back, Kevin and Josh both lost a point. Because Kev was 30 and below, I think, and Josh was 15 and above, and they were 26 and a half
0: or something. I was 15 below, so yeah. Kev was 30 plus. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. He was 30 yeah. or higher, kind of. So we both fucking lost. That's right.
3: So that brings our daily totals to plus three for Peter, which brings the season total to plus 10 double digits. That's not fucking good.
0: That's not good at all. <laughs>
3: Uh, Kev is minus one on the day and drops down to on minus nine.
1: Almost double digits there. Almost.
3: Guess he didn't show up for golf or for any challenges. Jess is a bitch. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you should get a minus just for that.
3: Uh, Josh <laughs> dropped two on the challenges, but it was plus one on golf, so he's minus one on the day. That brings it to minus four overall. And Deline dropped his overall from minus three down to minus four for his wonderful turnout on the golf course
0: maybe he'll be better uh, the next time he's on and uh, we'll we'll help his cause out but i, fucking I doubt, doubt it, it too. i doubt it <laughs> well boys i had a i had a hell of a fun day today golfing i wasn't too shit hot but i did have a good time out there on father's day uh wasn't able to celebrate with my dad as uh he lives kind of far away so i was out there golfing on his behalf kev happy father's day thanks bud So, Kev, on Father's Day, what did you drink tonight, and how was it?
2: I had uh, the the PBR, which is good. I mean, I usually get this, you know, a lot. Boring. The wife wife likes it. I like it. Boring. And then, uh, obviously, our MVP. They're both great beers. Like them both. Drink them anytime. So, Jesse, how was your uh, thick-ass, strong-ass beer that you had there?
1: Well, it wasn't thick. It was okay. It was, it was regular beer, in liquid form. But
2: it's, uh... <laughs> well, <that's,
0: laughs> it wasn't a slush. Uh, you don't want to eat no. your beer. Yeah, don't, don't do
1: that. Well, you know You, you know, a beer slushies can be pretty good sometimes. It's tough to get those, but they're pretty good. Uh, the zo- uh, the zodiac was very good. Uh, I'm gonna be looking for more of this from Amani Polo. Is what it's called and like i said it was sweden from in stockholm and toronto which obviously that's where this one's from 6.2 strong nice ipa and the the cool thing was was the beer can is like completely black like even the top part where the the pop tab is and everything else is just completely black so it's i don't know if it would do well in the sun but <laughs> it was sure good in ac boys <laughs>
3: Both time. Welcome to the 21st. Century. Peter, how was your drink? Thanks, Jesse. <laughs> so I had a Wellington Brewery Special Pale Ale. Uh, it was smooth, well-balanced, and refreshing. It even says that right on the can. And uh, yeah, it was pretty good. I would say it is a good beer for in the sun. 4.5%, a little bitch beer. That's okay. Still good.
1: Wellington is good. has
3: a lot of yeah, decent beers. It's good though. stuff. And Josh, how was your uh, strong beer that makes Jesse's strong beer look like a little bitch beer?
0: <laughs> well, my strong beer, that was 7.6%. Zane lost his avocado bag. is a brute IPA from Refined Fuel Brewing Company. It was phenomenal. It was very tasty right off the hop. Uh, and Peter, ridden off the can, just like you, it says, this champagne-like IPA is a pale, dry, bubbly delight and it was definitely definitely a delight i enjoyed this uh, right off the hop it's got a bunch of avocados on the can and i'm probably gonna get her again because i liked it that much nice. i did i really did so gents thanks for uh spending some time here on father's day to hang out with uh with me and thank you to our listeners for hanging out with us on this father's day want to thank everybody Please subscribe wherever you get your pods. Give us a like and follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at points, Pedalties. And until next week, stay out of the, the penalty box. box.